0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 136. Bit of a late start today, but we're back down in the basement to talk about another week of professional wrestling that we watch too much of. I'm your host, as always. My son, co-host, is over there Mm -hmm. drinking a hot chocolate. Looking at Buddy Murphy. Looking at Buddy Murphy. Uh, Elite 72 Chase. Drinking a hot chocolate with both marshmallows and... How Um, many...
1: Was with marshmallows and whipped cream.
0: How many inches of whipped cream would you say you put on there? Um,
1: more than enough. <laughs> to Ooh. the point where it was almost toppling
0: off of there. Oh,
1: but it also came out weird. Like it was, I don't know, smoother than it. I don't know, it came out softer, I guess. Is the Did word you shake part. it? No. Sometimes you need to
0: shake it. But anyways. Now yeah, oh, that's adding up. We're a bit later than usual because your brother had two basketball games in the city. Lovely time frame of 9 a.m. Which means we have to leave here at like, before, before i wake up 7 ish mm-hmm. which isn't terrible could be worse obviously right. but then the next one's at three o'clock so thanks for that so now you're kind of like too far to drive home you like drive home be home for an hour and then get up and go again right, not so really worth it so then you're trapped i mean we went for a team lunch which was fine the pickle mm-hmm. pickle barrel you missed out on darn yeah with uh yeah but pickle barrel with uh 11 12 year old boys oh, and shucks a couple of their younger brothers. Oh. So just, I shouldn't even tell you this. It's, you know, it's upsetting you, right? It's kind of cruel of me. Now I'm going to be upset the rest
1: of the day and I'm going (laughs) to cry myself to sleep. I'm not going to be energized today. And
0: you didn't get to to watch two basketball games too. I'm Uh, sorry. I'm a bad parent. This is what we're learning.
1: uh, This is why I hate it. But anyways,
0: uh, they lost the first one. It was close. Um, Darn. They won the second one by two, I think it was. Yeah. Your brother played well, as he always does. Mm -hmm. Lots of minutes, played in crunch time, that kind of thing.
1: If you say so, I I do say so. Thing people say.
0: Uh, And your mother grabbed you a couple trinkets from Yorkdale. I Got a little miniature Dundee with candy, which which has candy in it. And then uh, what is it? Shroot Farms Beets. welcome beet. That's awesome. So candy and mints that are office themed because we love the office. As he crunches it into his microphone for you, in case you doubt that we're truthful, right? Just for authenticity, yeah. So what else this week? Anything exciting um, as we banter? As always, people, if you're listening and you're like, man, this banter, there's timestamps. You can skip right to the wrestling if you want.
1: Yeah. If our lives are so horribly just
0: amazing, uninteresting, then you I just thought of something it. I was going to ask you about and now I can't remember what it was. So that's okay, good well, banter. you can
1: chew on that while I talk, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, please do. Because, so my friend's birthday's in, like, beginning of May, so he This gotten... is funny,
0: because this is what I was going uh, to I thought up. so, right? Yes. I thought so. Okay, wait, do you remember now? Either that's because we're on the same wavelength, or you got nothing interesting going on in life, and this was the only possibility. This was the only thing that's happened <laughs> to me this week. <laughs> right. So my friend's yep. going to, uh, his mom's getting him
1: tickets for, uh, tr- we got Toronto Comic Con, I think, mid-March. Yep. So um, he invited me to go, so I'm going for a couple days, and then I think our other two friends are going, too. So Awesome. I'm saving up money until then and I think one of the retailers there is the Canadian wrestling figures which is like a Yep, they were there at, when at least we an went. online store on uh do you remember? Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. I do. They were there cuz we looked and yeah, that was uh, so they're there and I'm that's the site I'm looking at right they're now. They're there. Just for fun. I like it. They're um, there. And so that's fun cuz I like figures. Yeah. People didn't know that. If you're new to the show, if you're new to the show, and you've never made show, it to
0: the final or never made it to the final sex- segment, although it comes up, <laughs> if purely, you've literally
1: never watched the end or listened things. to the end of this ever, so yeah, I'm a collector really hoping, I'm to hope, say the least. Hoping for that Seth Rollins. Um, anywho, so that that's there. I think a lot of Funkos. One uh thing that it's called. It might it might be like a camera can't of it's retailer like which is like the Wrestling Fears or um they have exhibitors I think. Don't know that one. Which I think is maybe, like, people coming in to sell stuff. Yeah. um, One of them's, like, Minifigure Madness, which would be Lego, so that's cool. Yeah, we but took you stuff to there.
0: Comic-Con. Do you remember how old you were? If you're 15 now, maybe 12, your brother's age? Maybe 12, pre-COVID? 11, so 12. So that backs it up a little. I, at oldest, I would have been
1: 12. Right. Yeah, because I turned 13 when we started. So
0: because it's Toronto, right? It's a pretty big one, so you'll be mm. right into that. And I'm Yeah, sure- like... um. I'm sure it'll be more Uh, fun with your friends who are all comic fans than your family who are aware of it. The person who plays
1: the armor from Mando's there. Cool. Some people from The Flash. Hancock was telling me. um, Cool. The guy who plays Craig in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then um, Andy Serkis, who was Alfred in the new Batman. He was Snoke in the sequels, the Star Wars sequels. Right. And he's also some character in Andor. Don't care. Didn't finish it. And he's a villain from Black Panther, too. Nice. Black yeah. Panther 2, as in, like, in addition to Black Panther. And you're going to go Black two Panther days? Black Panther 2 is already dead. Yeah, uh, so I think we're staying in a hotel one Going to wear a costume or anything? No. You're not God, a costume no. kind of guy, no. No, and I think Hudson and A will want to check out the anime, which is gross. I don't I do not do that.
0: Well, just support them, I guess, if it's there. I don't do that. I know. Or you can go do something else and meet them Did up. Did you remember yet? That was what I was going to ask you about.
1: You were just going to ask me if I, about that?
0: Yeah, I was going to lead oh. you to talk about that with my probing oh. questions. So I win. So you just volunteered it, which is great. But yeah, not much else going on. The high school team I'm coaching has championship game on Yeah, I'm almost me that got moved. It did because of the bus cancellations again. So you got another day off school. On Thursday, it was pretty Indeed. brutal up here. But uh, yeah, we've gotten a last blast. I'm hoping last blast of winter. It's been crazy. I feel like Cold that kind of has to be it, yeah. I think so. I mean, you never know. That's true. But uh, it feels like it is. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I don't know. We're putting this out later than usual. So I guess we should get started talking mm-hmm. about some mm-hmm. actual wrestling stuff. So we'll do that now. First segment, you know what it is. It's going to be some news and rumors. All right, let's talk some ratings. A big week for one of the two shows. Care to guess that I track ratings on? Definitely NXT. Definitely NXT. Wrong. They were averaged uh, this week 589,000 viewers, down 8%, and earned a 0.14 in the key demographic, down 6.7%. And the biggest decline, I didn't pick a random date today, um, or one that someone else picked. I went with something else. The biggest decline was with, which, would you say males or females, if you had to guess? Females. Correct. And the age range? Pick a range. Key demo? I don't know. No, close. Uh, Yeah, close. 12 to 34, right? So that was down 75%, which matches the worst they've ever done in that category. I think it's interesting that they track it so closely and break it into all these little demos right uh to contrast that aew dynamite averaged 1.028 million viewers so up a pretty healthy 24.8 percent and earned a 0.35 in the demo up just under 30 percent so the largest here we go i got a date for you the largest audience total for the show since pick a month um october 26th oh my god october 5th Ah. you got the right month that's pretty good of last year and i remember i was doing this bit of research and getting my news and i said to you like what was the big draw on that show right like what got at one point over a million and then i kept reading and it was basically make sense that this was the first week that they weren't head-to-head with nba right Mm because it was all-star week, so they don't have games until thursday so um, <laughs> that makes sense, I guess, right? Because there has to be some people who are like, I'm watching NBA ahead of this sort of thing, and they didn't have that option. Anyways, what do you have? I only have... We oh, didn't talk. Usually we kind of talk our new stuff. I've got like four. Um.
1: So in an odd move, um, I guess, kind of akin to the Eliminator tournament last year or a few months ago, same difference. Uh, the Face of Revolution ladder match is on Dynamite opposed to Revolution, which it usually is. Okay. Um care to guess who's in it, and it's going to be next week, so we'll we'll get that next week.
0: Sorry, what's the name of the match again? The Sonic Ring match. Oh, right. Tag teams, though, right? No. They Is usually get the TNT title shot. Oh.
1: It's the one that Wardlow won last year.
0: Care to guess who's in it. Hobbs. Yeah. Nice. I just because I want him oh, to Oh, hold be... on.
1: Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight people, I think.
0: Alright, I'll guess a few. Jungle Boy? No.
1: Got one,
0: Ethan Page. No, why? But know. why though? He should be. <laughs> um, now that you mention it, he should be. Any Dark Order? Uh, no. Any? Do I even remember which is who? Firm. Large Firm. William. No, no, no. Big Bill. Uh, Lethal. No. <laughs> All right, I should probably quit. Okay. What so, we go? Uh,
1: Hobbs is right. Of course. Uh, Ortiz. Okay. Or Ortiz, you're Jericho. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. Uh, Kingston.
0: Right. That makes uh,
1: sense. AR Fox.
0: Cool. Uh, Guevara. Not sure he deserves it, but whatever. Makes sense.
1: Yes, that I should have guessed. Uh, speaking of deserving, action and ready.
0: <laughs> I should have guessed Guevara, I feel yeah.
1: like. Uh, speaking of deserving, there's some luchador guy who I didn't recognize. I who? looked in the comments. I think his name's Com- Commander. Commander's Commander? awesome. With a K.
0: You know who that is? K. I do because I've watched them in GCW and the next indie sort of sidebar here for a second. The next indie thing we need to go to apparently, it, I've heard really good things about. Um, actually, Braden uh, Br- and Davey were talking about it. Demand Lucha, mm-hmm. and so I think it might have just happened, or else it's the next show, which I would really want to see is Gringo Loco versus Commander.
1: Okay, so he's in the, I think that's that thing, and they're
0: both. Means. You've seen Gringo Loco? Uh, maybe. He's like a kind of. Chubby dude with a beard, but does like crazy stuff. I probably have, I just don't remember. And he has like uh cornrows or used to, I don't even know what that means, anyways, like the tight braids on his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, so I do know Commander, okay, so he's super in that. flippy.
1: And then the last one, yeah, you're happy? You'll be Cole, happy, Adam Cole, no, I'll be happy, yeah, we'll both be happy, Andrade, no, Roosh? no, I don't know, come on, it's like it's really good. He's been he's been doing stuff lately. He's been doing stuff lately.
0: Oh, um, my God, why? I I know we've been super happy that someone's doing stuff lately. I already guessed Paige, so it's not him. I don't know who Takesha. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, so he's winning. Takesha has to win. Yeah. Right. That's and then take, he could take the title. That that. Seems like the logical. I feel like it. Well, uh, I totally yeah I'm it. Mi- sorry I missed that I am happy but I'm uh-huh. like what would I be as happy about
1: you're right yeah. Takeshita all the way I don't way. think anyone else can really win that because I don't know Ortiz and Kingston they don't really do much Hobbs. Kingston doesn't need belts right and Hobbs me. hasn't felt like a t- title threat since the triple threat no I would love for him to have a good showing and build off Fox that. is a good showing kind of guy Fox is there for some crazy Cavara stuff. already held the title three times and I'll write right. that again and yeah commander i don't even know if he's been in aw before or if he's contracted um, at all <laughs> i don't think he is i don't either um so I, it has to be tikesh awesome
0: i know that's great all, news that's sweet all right um according to dave Meltzer, one of our another guy we both actually really like from nxt is in limbo who hasn't been on nxt for a long time that we like that supposedly going oh, main roster, correct? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That yeah basically right. there are plans to have him on main roster, but they don't have a storyline for him yet, so they're waiting for something to happen. And like I'm fine with them waiting, right? As long as they end up getting him something good. Cuz you know like the problem with him being so committed to they're everything gonna give him... is they can yeah. be like give him something questionable or controversial because right. he'll just perform the crap out of it no matter what it is. Yeah. So I hope they don't feel like, I guess I, what I mean is like they might feel comfortable taking a risk with him and their risks are not generally good, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to get him as scripts or something, you know what I mean? So I'm um, fine with them waiting as long as they give him something good because he's awesome in ring and like he will commit to whatever you give him. Your turn.
1: Um, so apparently Omega
0: is not out yet because
1: the whole speculation is WWE thinks they can sign him. As I thought I saw he scene. re-signed something. Recently. Not exactly. He's they had added injury time to his contract. Oh, so. like WWE does. Yeah, I
0: think that's. I don't know how I. feel He was about out that. for a long time. I, guess. I know, but that's not his choice not or either. his fault or whatever. I don't know. I think it's weird sometimes. It is weird, but that's the case here. So he's not a, out yet. As a sports fan, and you as well, of course, um, like that doesn't happen in any other sport, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so. This one's super rumors, and I only put it in because he's a FNS Wrestling favorite. People are speculating the re- return of someone to AEW that we miss, that we've met, and I've talked to, and I always say he was a super nice guy. Stu? Stu Grayson, right? Oh, so, really? Uh, I, it's super speculation. I, I shouldn't even include it, but like after Dynamite, he tweeted, Mock's not letting go of the choke is a bitch move. You'll pay for that. So... I imagine people are reading too much into it. You're happy. Because that guy, man, say what you will, like outside of maybe Phoenix, like he has the ability to make us go, What oh, yeah. was that? He, he does that some crazy cool stuff. stuff. I don't know
1: where to will, especially because he doesn't
0: get a lot of time. But he, yeah, when he does, he uses it. So let's
1: hope that that is true. But yeah, I doubt that's it. Cool. But who knows? Sorry, go ahead. I have Te- two more. Us. Um, so they did the whole ratings reveal on uh, 2K. Uh, oh uh, right, so I saw Osaka's
0: really happy with hers, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it was. I
1: saw um, Carmelo was like complaining about seventy nine for some reason. Oh my god, I and was then, gonna guess seventy nine. And then and then someone was, and someone was like, um, "You're rated too higher than Chad Gable." Stop talking. Oh my god, <laughs> that's gross. I would <laughs> Which, love to see that's really funny formula for this. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so want to yeah. guess how high Roman Reigns is? Ninety six. Ninety nine. Wow. They actually gave him ninety nine. I mean I don't know what the math is. I'm but. gonna
0: totally try to beat his ass then. He is as dominant as you could possibly um, be. So. Additionally,
1: Becky Lynch has now gotten the highest female rating in one of their games ever. Do you want to guess what that is? Ninety seven. Uh close, ninety six. Oh, uh stuck Belair's just
0: behind. What do you think she has? Ninety four? Ninety five. Oh, you sucked. Just behind. Yeah. I see. Um, what do I have for you? So We'll talk about it on Dynamite a little bit, so I'm jumping ahead, but whatever. It's not a thing I don't care about spoiling, or that I do care about spoiling. It's the list of AEW names, speaking of guessing names, who will be featured on the new All Access show on TBS. Oh, yeah. So we already know Adam Cole said he's one. Any other guesses? Um, Think, I guess, couples for sure. Okay. Cou- so he already mentioned Brit, too. So Brit, that's one couple, sorry. So there's another couple. Cole and Britt.
1: Mm, okay, let me think.
0: Uh, couples.
1: I should. Add, Obnoxious um, couple. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Guevara and
0: correct. Yeah, okay. Then we've got a tag team we like, who are, um... who are also executives. Oh, Bucks. Correct. Okay. A f- women's wrestler we are not enjoying at all. yeah. Was... <laughs> I didn't even have to give another hint. I was going to say she was on Dynamite this week. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been sky blue um, Guy just said doesn't need belts. Uh oh, Kingston. Uh a big man. A young big man. Who doesn't need belts? No. Same, just, I, no, no, just a separate hint. Okay, so this is the same person or a different person? Different person. Kingston okay. was right. Big guy? Big young big guy. He is not to Kester. He right? is feet being featured right now in a angle. Morrissey? No. Um Morrissey. Uh, big Bill. Say it say Big Bill Bill. Wardlow is correct okay and they also said uh, Tony Khan so not gonna watch it but sure no I don't do that stuff no I can't be bothered unless I hear it's absolutely amazing from sources I trust I might check it out but that is highly unlikely Mm -hmm. what do you got I got one more Um, my
1: last one pertains to Jeffrey Hardy of course um, oh, I think I saw his DUI sentencing, right? DUI case got resolved, a uh, 10-year driving ban. And he pled no
0: contest or yeah, something? That's yeah, that's
1: what it was. A uh, $4,000 fine and also got, like, court cost $586. Uh, his vehicle has been fitted with an interlock device for two years, also impounded for
0: 90 days. Nice work, Jeffrey.
1: Yeah. I, th- I saw, like, he was almost going to get prison time or something.
0: Well, I mean, how many times are you going to let you do something that puts the general public at risk? Because you're mm-hmm. clearly not getting the point, right? Uh, okay, my last one. Speaking of guessing names, if you want. 20-man battle royal will be held for... Uh, and the winner of the match will challenge Gunther. Oh, yeah, the house show thing? Yeah, at MSG in March, early I March. Saw. Um, so there are 20 people in here. If you want to guess a few for fun, go for it. Um, I won't give you hints. Just, Mysterio? Rey Mysterio is one. Balor. There's so many. Yes, Balor. Uh, Adam Copeland Edge Edge is I don't see him. Nope, no Edge. Um, Madcap Moss. He's too big actually for this. Madcap Moss is nope. Ricochet. Yes. Sheamus. Yes. A tag team. McIntyre. Uh, McIntyre is there as well. Um, o- other Brawling Brutes people. Mm, nope. The rest is, who did you miss? Miz, Priest, Mysterio, Gargano, Omas, Loomis, Bronson Reed, Rick Boogs, obviously, uh-huh. Santos Escobar, Stroman Corbin, Cross. Who's who of mid-card stuff. Mm-hmm. Mid-card, upper mid-card. I don't know. Could be all right, I guess. It's a battle royal. They're never that exciting. Yeah, and it's a house show. As thing. we'll I mean, discuss.
1: That is, MSG house shows are where mid-cards title reigns go to die, but that was always the US title because <laughs> right. um I think Andrade won it once uh there and then AJ Styles won it once there. So that's where the US title goes to die. It's so the, the- theory, theory best the be watching out, you know?
0: Yep, I guess so. Okay, well we're gonna have to because Elimination Chamber happened, so we're gonna talk about that before we get into our regularly scheduled stuff. So I figure we should start out with it because it was the thing in the furthest past, right? So um we'll do a very quick recap and our thoughts on last Saturday's yes Elimination Chamber all right so Elimination Chamber I took a lot of notes but I don't really want to go through them too much so bear with me everyone I'm gonna try and cherry pick my notes so it might be we'll see if I'm capable of doing this or not I'm pretty tired but we'll try so the show opens with the women's chamber match, right? Featuring Asuka, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Carmella, and Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. It's not a SH there. Not a SH La- either. La- <laughs> true. Not anymore. Um, so what do we have here that's interesting? At one point, I made a note that each woman's head fits through the holes in the cage because that seemed to be a thing they were doing, right? I think it was two or three people were it's pushing. That's true for most people's heads. Someone's- <laughs> Just like, why is that a thing we're repeatedly doing? Um, so, Rodriguez comes in at one point. These are notes I took because you laughed at this. Uh, she dominates both because I think she was the third one in, right? After Liv and Natalia. Um, and then she hits a stinger splash in the corner that was really weak. Oh, yeah. And you laughed. Because
1: they are saying, like, big splash or something. I was like, no.
0: Right. Um, I did like when she put Natty up on her shoulders. That's Rodriguez. And sort of backed her into the cage repeatedly. That looked okay. Um, there was another one where Natty, with a quote-unquote interesting counter, remember we rewound and we're like... Oh, it was the most confusing thing ever. I still it was don't so know bad. what was happening. Oh, it was not good. Because Natty was running the ropes, and then whoever it was was lying on the ground, and it was some sort of Morgan. leg. It was, I don't know. We watched it multiple times and had no idea what it was. And we have like 60 years of watching, 50 years of watching wrestling between us, right? didn't go well. Uh, anything good here. Liv gets monkey-flipped into a pod at one point by Nikki, and then Nikki climbs the chamber, gets on top of Carmela's pod, right, and does a high cross onto the other three, and actually, I thought the slow-motion replay of that looked pretty good. Uh, Carmela tries to hide from Nikki in a pod, uh, and Rodriguez picks up Nikki, runs her through the pod uh, as well, and then she pins Nikki based on that. We got... I'm gonna probably just skip down to the end here. Do-do-do-do-do. We get. Uh, I thought Asuka when she came in looked awesome because she just starts going nuts, right, and kicking and whatever she does. I thought she looked. She brought some energy yeah. to this. Um, somewhere near the end here, we got a funny sort of Carmela chop block to Rodriguez. Remember, as Rodriguez is holding Asuka in like a it power was slam not very grip, good. That's and it right. looked like she just the most gentle <laughs> chop block ever. Uh, But then a series of kicks to Rodriguez and she gets eliminated. There's a super kick near fall to Asuka uh, and it's uh, Carmela and Asuka, right, are the final two. Asuka gets an armbar for the win pretty quickly after it's just the two of them. It was about like a, I think just under 20 minute elimination chamber, which I kind of appreciated. It didn't feel... Well, like yeah, it especially with, it's not like you have an A-list group of people. No, either. and we all knew who was winning. Right. Right. Uh, we both picked that. Right. If you want to oh, consult yeah, our picks, gotta... we always forget this. Okay. But um, like, I would say this was good, but not great. Right. Like, I it kept my interest. I was yeah. I both picked Asuka. I, I watched it. it. I, I don't think it was awesome or anything. I watched it. Uh, and I did not like the decision to have Asuka ent- entering last. Right. She's the star of this. She's a workhorse. I think that's you could okay. Put her if in any you want to
1: have her kill everybody though. Like, that's true. Because I remember someone talking about the the Basler chamber from 2020. Yes. And having made the mistake of her starting it off and just picking them off one by one as they come in. Like she should have come in last and, you know, just dominate everyone. So I, it's okay from that perspective, I think.
0: Yeah. Regardless, it was there was some decent action throughout this and a couple yeah, memorable a couple memorable spots, but a couple clumsy spots too. Yeah. Um, I know it doesn't sound that great, but I'm like, it kept my interest, right? It was so, solid, uh, yeah, aside um,
1: from a few blemishes. Right,
0: I thought Asuka looked good, yeah. and I thought, I, you, you know what, like, I'll be hard on Carmella sometime. She's not terrible, and I think in her role as, like, the sneaky opportunistic heel that makes it to the end I against the, the favorite. I think at least a little better. She's returned
1: to the fabulous kind of thing. I agree, thing, I it suits her, her, right? The whole, like, what was it, too hot for wrestling or something? Yeah. That was kind of dumb. Like, I think I I didn't I never hated, hated her um, title run. Obviously, it wasn't amazing, but I thought it was solid Like from like, her cash in and and like, the yeah. character work was okay.
0: I think so. She, like, I think this, she was like the heel who is just whatever shortcut or if she could avoid stuff just to make it to the end, right? I thought she did a good yeah. job in that role. So I thought it was a pretty good match between the six mm-hmm. of them. Um, then we got Lashley Lesnar, right? Which was basically everybody hitting their signatures and finishers from the get-go. And how long was this? Like five minutes? There's F5s, there's spears, there's all kinds of stuff, right? Um, and then Lesnar gets the... Lesnar? Lashley gets the hurt lock apply, applied, and Brock cannot escape it, right? So he ends up doing the Ric Flair mule kick. Um, the ref actually sees it, which is shocking. And so Brock gets DQ'd after like four minutes, right? So uh, then after the match, obviously Brock goes bananas, F5s the ref. And Lashley, um, the crowd is now roaring and asking for more at this point. They still respond really well to this. Brock clears the announce table, F5s Lashley through the table, and then <laughs> grabs the ref again and F5s him onto, like, the rubble of the table and stuff, right? right? Um, so, obviously, like...
1: I think you got... Wait, no. Wait. What do we do? Okay, I don't so... remember. I'm going to trust you. Um, oh, you win. Yeah. But on a technicality. Don't care. Okay. Win. Okay.
0: I'll take it. Uh, yeah, this match wasn't really anything, right? It was four minutes of them hitting their big offense and then um, they each kicked out of each uh, other's finishing move once or more, whatever it was. And I guess Lashley, the idea is he looks strong, right? Because Lesnar couldn't escape his hold and had to resort to cheating. But didn't it feel kind of like Brock was like, yeah, I'll give you four minutes and I'm not losing clean to this guy. Right, and they're like, okay, then this is the best we could do. I was
1: gonna say he already did, but um, come to think of it, the first time they faced off, Lesnar lost, but that was because of Roman.
0: Right, so it's kind of felt like I'm not taking a pinfall or submission, but you can have me for five minutes, and this is what they worked out. So I,
1: I know I, Lesnar matches are tend to be short, but I know sometimes he puts out good ones. He and, does. So this, this is
0: kind of the formula, though, right? He immediately I, suplexes I, I you. I agree. A this times. definitely
1: feels like the Lesnar that can't really be bothered to do a lot because. Lesnar's really, uh, I don't know, finicky, I guess. He like, is. Um, His it, mood, it depends, right? Right. Yeah, the match really depends on what, which Lesnar you're getting. Yes. Which I've always heard that's the case, so I think this is not the pr- prime example. In
0: terms of memorable, yeah. for me, the match where he destroyed Cena. Remember, I don't know when that was. SummerSlam 14. And he just destroyed him, like squashed an extended squash, basically. Mm-hmm. That was super memorable to the me. The example
1: I always hear brought up for Lesnar when it's like he couldn't be bothered was the, and I remember it because that was my first It was the no holds barred match with Ambrose right. at Mania. Like he just turned up not really wanting to do much, not really. Not make the other guy really look be good. Bothered. Yeah. yeah and, and they didn't really get to do a whole lot. Yep um so that's the example i was here brought up when it comes to lesnar not really wanting to do a whole lot
0: yeah so yeah this match i there's not much to say right it
1: was a maybe four he minute... can't lose clean in his home country oh wait he's not from canada <laughs> no
0: we got him he now, just though. lives in canada yeah it was just a four minute high offense yeah not really whatever.
1: a lot to i guess technically lashley's gonna face wyatt now so weird anyway. yeah there's some weird stuff. oh yeah on.
0: lesnar's facing omos what that's crazy that's, I'll get a drink. That still that. doesn't make That's sense. That's a washroom break. Uh, then we get Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor taking on Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, so, I don't know what I want to say about this. Basically, the men start out, the women come in, and it's kind of this idea that each of them is a powerhouse, right? So it's really hard for anyone to get an advantage, including, like, stereo, where they clothesline each other. And then there's some sloppiness, and uh, Rhea starts talking to Dom on the apron uh dom ends up getting involved right he knocks beth from the top at one point and edge ends up chasing him away and the crowd is just all over dominic mysterio this is montreal right so they are not that that matters i'm just clarifying um they were a hot crowd and they're doing what they're supposed to and they're all over dom for this um i don't know what was interesting there's a superplex by beth we got oh dom introduces brass knuckles right um Rhea then headbutts beth phoenix Uses the brass knuckles on Edge and um puts Balor on top as the ref turns around. Right? Oh yeah, remember this? Edge doesn't really kick out and Beth doesn't really break the pin, but the match continues. We watch that again too. Remember the ref on the three count? Instead of hitting right, the mat, all of a right, sudden his one hand takes his. False. Uh, yeah. T- yeah, like there was a three count there, but the ref just. So I don't like when they say like, oh, they're trained to just count the three, and if they have to write around, no, they're not, man. They know like. He's probably you getting in trouble to if count. he counts yeah. that pinfall right there. Oh, for sure. So it was a pretty uh, clear mistake there. Uh, I don't know what was the, we, the finish here. We get um, Beth escapes his chair shot narrowly on the steps and hits a glance, glam slam to Ripley on the floor. So that allows Ripley to kind of be out of the picture and not take the pinfall here. We get an execution to Balor and then a dive onto Dominic outside. Uh, spear by edge to Balor and then... Oh, right. What was the finish in this? Do you remember? Shatter Machine. Correct. Shatter Machine, which I think Dax commented, he almost brought a tear to his eye to hear that because that's a name they chose, right, to be on the show. And it was something about, did Edge train with them when he was coming back from injury or something? something? like that. There's some Didn't sort of... Didn't
1: he mention them a long time ago? Remember? Yes. I remember randomly. I think it was in 2020.
0: So there's some sort... Of, of course, all the speculation is their contract's almost up. They're coming to WWE, but it seems more like just a I saw someone speculating people. he's the one leaving. Dax? No, Edge. Oh, Edge is leaving. Interesting. But, uh, so I thought... We both
1: picked it wrong, by the way. Yeah, so. I thought so.
0: In terms of this match, I thought the second half was a lot better than the first, Um. The women got most of the first part and I thought it was just okay between them because they were trying so hard to do this like no one could get an advantage on anyone's stuff. Uh, the second half was a lot faster and you had Dominic constantly getting involved which somehow doesn't bother me because that it fits his character really yeah, well. That That's what sense. he should be doing, right? Uh, the pinfall that wasn't and there was a bit of slappy, uh, sloppiness involving the women I thought hurt it a little um, but I thought it was a decent match. Finn obviously had to take the pin, right? Because Ripley's in the midst of a big push, and yeah. that makes sense. So, I I don't know. It was, it was, fine. Okay, it was but, fine, in the words of us. Yeah, but I never really vibe with the
1: mixed tags, because it, I don't No, know.
0: they won't allow, it's, yeah, it's just, you have to tag out, yeah, just having to switch when the other team tags is awkward, and then, yeah there's no intergender offense really it's not really
1: much of a tag match no it's It's two is singles matches it's conjoined singles matches a bit of interaction Conjoined, nice and not like i don't know it's it's never really that interesting to me i don't yeah i don't know i just can't really get get into it that much so i thought it was fine but me too yeah
0: yeah it uh i I don't think there was anything bad on this show and for a wwe P L E that's good enough that's something right Uh, We get the men's elimination chamber match, which is Theory defending first time a U.S. title, I assume, in the chamber.
1: They did mention that, yes.
0: Uh, So Theory's defending against Seth Rollins, Montez Ford, Bronson Reed, uh, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano.
1: You didn't mention what Seth Rollins was wearing. I'm offended.
0: I did not. Go ahead.
1: He was wearing white. He was. So I'm happy.
0: And it looked awesome. And we get a treat too because Gargano and Rollins start out in this, and the crowd right. is singing, singing, not quite using the words, but you know what I mean, Rollins theme for theme quite a while. So fast paced, numerous pinfalls to start. But then I feel like Gargano was just kind of in this. Like I feel like Montez Ford was featured, Bronson Reed was featured a bit. And then in, obviously, um, theory,
1: obviously he, I he feel, retains. Well yeah, but he also was featured So I he everyone beat him up for a bit. Like he got he took the brunt of the thing.
0: Yeah, I I just thought I was hoping for more for yeah. For our boy Gargano. But anyways, uh what else, what happened in here? I'm gonna try and cherry pick this as well. Um, Theory then at one point was trying to convince Gargano to work with him. You could hear him because he was saying the fans only care about Rollins because they were clearly behind Rollins here in Montreal which must have made you happy. Mm -hmm. Gargano refuses obviously and hits him. Uh, Theory hides in a pod a little bit later but Rollins and Gargano get in the pod with him and just attack him from there. I've seen seen that WWE released a different camera angle of that I think like Like from the the pod. pod, Uh, Priest comes in, cleans house, broken arrow to Gargano at one point uh what else superplex falcon arrow combo which i always appreciate by rollins to damian priest for two as reeds uh enters the match and he just dominates uh remember he hits a samoan drop to gargano and rollins at the same time right stacks them up and hits it right he also hits a german uh suplex to priest into the cage and then splashes him against the pod which i thought looked pretty good um we get reed goes up top and hits a shoulder tackle to theory off the top i thought they did a really good job of making reed look like a bit of a monster here right in this if you yeah, can't have him win them. like let him dominate people right. so um, do stuff ford's last one in uh he ends up i also liked here a ripcord power slam by bronson reed to theory i thought looked pretty good doomsday device to gargano turns into a gargano poison rana to reed does that make sense yeah oh yeah that's right Okay. That was a pretty cool... And there
1: was like a stomp and something else. For the, and then Frog Splash and I think he was out.
0: Yeah. Ford then starts climbing the chamber to escape Priest and he goes all the way up to the top and is just kind of hanging from the top of the chamber and drops onto the rest. I thought that was a like a unique use of the structure, right? Like, sure, it was safe and it was on to a bunch of people, but at least it's something I don't really remember seeing often, right? So I thought that was a cool use of him. Um gargano and rollins remember they climbed up on top of one of the pods and just sort of sat down and took a little break and before brawling Roland. each other yeah yeah so i thought that was cool uh, we got a slingshot ddt to theory on the platform sort of the part connecting the apron to the cage which i thought looked pretty good a blockbuster powerbomb combo from ford and rollins finally eliminates damian priest um and then we get ford and rollins face off and what did he, he went for, oh, he leaps onto everybody a couple times, we get a Ford rock bottom to Theory, but uh, Theory gets his knees up when Ford goes for his super high um, splash, and then we get a Rollins stomp, but Theory steals that pinfall and eliminates Ford, uh, we then get a Liger bomb by Rollins for two, which I thought was pretty cool, um, and the officials have to come in and help Ford out of the chamber, because he's selling being injured, or groggy, or knocked out, or whatever it is, so the chamber door gets left open. So what could happen then? We get a pedigree by Rollins. Logan Paul shows up, obviously, hits a buckshot lariat, and then a curb stomp to Rollins. Uh, so Theory then takes advantage, hits his A-Town down, eliminates Rollins, and he retains the US Championship. Um, I thought this was really good, actually. Logan I, Paul
1: needs to stop using buckshot.
0: I, I was very entertained by this match. I thought it was w- uh, much better than the women's match it was this exactly year. what
1: I was hoping for, because I thought that I really liked the Generally speaking, the field in this. Yes, so. the
0: field was stronger for sure, and they took the time to go, hey, Bronson Reed, look like a monster, and a couple high spots for Ford, and just like Rollins, a workhorse, obviously, Rollins right, Gargano. Distance, pretty much. Yeah, so I thought everybody looked good in this and offered tons of action and a few like memorable spots, like the thing from Ford on the top, um, Gargano and Rollins on the pod, and the fir- the finish just, I mean, say what you will about Logan Paul, it is a good way to further their no, angle, right? No, that makes right? sense. Um, I'm not... And you a know. clever, clever as they can be, way to get the door open for him to get in, right? So because it's a medical issue, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so they, they didn't
1: do the uh, Shawn Michaels thing where you'd literally come under a panel in the floor, right? Because I guess there aren't right. panels anymore.
0: And I guess Theory's kind of in the Carmella role here, where he's like the opportunistic heel, right? And he doesn't really Except deserve the title. He, he's like talented though. So yeah. It's like... So it's kind of like he's gonna keep the title even though he may not deserve it. I thought all six of these guys worked really hard here. Um. I thought this was a pretty high-quality chamber match. I was really happy with it. I, I thought a, a bunch of people came out of this looking good. You? Um Yeah, I liked it. Um Rollins wore white, so that was pretty cool. That's <laughs> all you need um, to know.
1: Yeah, it, it was like mostly white, but there was like a bit of black in there and like, yeah. some gold, so that it was nice. Um But yeah, so I think it's smart. I'm um, having him and Gargano start uh, Rollins on the whole thing, so that was pretty cool. Uh Ford got a decent showing, actually. I remember Triple he H did. saying needs a star
0: after. which I like picked to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went on, yeah. I went out on a limb on that one. You Egypt. got that one. I think we end up I tying, ah,
1: oh, because I right. picked
0: Lashley and you picked this one. Ugh,
1: if only I'd pick Lashley, but like, and the whole thing, Ford looked good here, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not too sure about the single star thing for him. Like, he's got it, but like, I don't know if it's. I don't there think yet. it's
0: like straight to main event star, but if you want to like start developing him and he's a US, yeah, but you still got. I, I, or, I don't even
1: know if I'd want him with a title yet. I think you yeah, still got some... not yet. Too. No. Anyways, um, I thought that was good. I think the finish works as. I don't. I still don't like Paul, but I. I it works. Right. Uh, he did seem
0: kind of heal here. I'm hoping that's the case. He has to. Yeah. A people want to cheer for Rollins, and B like there's never been a more natural heel. He just helped Theory too, so it's like if Charlotte tries to be a face, right? Like, sorry, it doesn't work for you. Randy you are really Ripley's healed. a heel, so figure that one Randy out. Randy Orton's kind of similar for me that way. Right. So like,
1: I don't know. i the finish works, and like Reed looked really good. Um. Gargano went, didn't really much to do, which kind of sucks. And then Priest, like, Priest got a little bits, but Priest he did. felt like a, largely
0: a background player here yeah, as well. Yeah, it was Reed and Ford for me that were. Yeah. And then Rollins is Rollins, right? He's just a workhorse. Yeah, so I think generally someone was really good, though. Me too.
1: Um, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I was a fan. I'm not sure if I liked it more than the main event or not.
0: Uh, it's close. It was definitely a two match show for me. Yeah. Which we'll get to the main event, which is what everyone was waiting for. Roman Reigns defending against Sammy Calli- Callahan. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, some yeah. quality note taking. Let's try Sami Zayn in Montreal. So the crowd is absolutely rabid for him at this point, which is awesome. It just adds to everything, this crowd. Huge reaction when he enters, obviously. The match took, I think, like about five minutes before it even gets started, right? Because they're just kind of in the ring together. The crowd is all over Roman Reigns, like, inappropriate chance abound right the energy in this place must have been incredible to be there um so I'm not going to get too much into it right this is a Roman Reigns match so you know what that is uh and then you've got Sammy just fighting back in flurries so Reigns is working his slow deliberate style and talking the whole time right and Sammy's getting in some flurries and some halluva kicks and really believable near fall at one one of those late huluva kicks was a near fall that was everybody was sort of buying into um but i mean we talked about that it wasn't impossible for zane to win but we didn't think he was gonna win right yeah so, it
1: was definitely possible but I didn't, I didn't expect it
0: no so where do we get uh oh right the the ref ends up taking a superman punch right hayman gets roman a chair uh jay uso shows up at that point And then we get a stare down, and Roman, just like he did with Sammy, right, he hands the chair to Jay and tells Jay to make the choice. Um, Basically, Roman ends up turning his back, just like he did on Zayn, but the difference is Jay doesn't attack him, right? He doesn't attack anyone. So then Reigns actually pie-faces Jay, and then dodges a Sammy spear that takes out Jay by accident. So we get chair shots to Sammy from Reigns, and another spear, just as a ref shows up, um... And basically makes the count. And it's over after that spear in 32 minutes. So... 32, yikers. Is a long one, right? So Twice. Owens shows up post-match, attacks Reigns after the match. Owens gets a chair as Heyman tries to attack him from behind. We get a stunner to Heyman. Owens uh, backs away so Sammy can hit one more Haluva kick to Roman Reigns. But it's not clear that they're, like, together at this point, right? Which I
1: think is now kind of not... Definitely not as a now, as with the Raw segment.
0: Yeah, I thought the match, like a very good main event. I don't know if I'm ever going to say a Reigns match is absolutely amazing. Just the style he works, which fits his character. And I don't think he should change at all because it's that's what he does, right? But it was as much about storytelling as it was the action in the ring anyways. And the story was great. A lot of moving parts to this. But fantastic build, the drama and of this entire situation made it not bother me at all, right? That there was so much going on here because we had ref bumps, right? That could have been a bit much, but they had to get a way to get both Usos involved in this. Um, Stretches were deliberate for sure. But again, that's how Roman works. The crowd got some really good near falls that they got super excited about. Everybody did their job really well here. And the fact that they even had us, right? Saying, you know, maybe there's like a 10 or 15% chance Sammy Mm -hmm. wins. I but, didn't actually I didn't like fully think cuz some people were like he's got to win. No, I didn't I, I know. I never no. I was never on that. But um still like uh, they had people believing some of the near falls, right? So they did some really good storytelling here and it's just a testament to that this company can do stuff really well if they get out of their own way or if they let Heyman do it. I don't know if it's him, but um really entertaining main event, I thought you. Um yeah, I I liked it, I think. Um
1: like, I don't know, it part of it, like, it was really good, I think. I um, so. It was better than the usual. Roman, when I saw what I'm trying to say, It's like, it was still, I didn't get fully into it, because uh, Roman does tend to be slow, that's kind of what I'm getting at Yeah. Here. it's like, it was pretty hot, and, like, the whole hometown thing was that. that added a lot for me, and I think Zane was pretty hot, like, when Zane was in control, I think when things picked up, I really liked it, and Roman does a good job, like, I'm not gonna act like it. it's bad, just because he's, like, all slow, and whatever, but that's just, like... Kind of the rhythm you kind of settle into with these, so yep. that's just you. You got to expect that, but it just does kind of ground it to a halt a little bit. Um, but I thought like for like it was better than most Roman matches because I agree. tend to be like and really,
0: Sammy's facial expressions and the whole build and everything just made it more mm-hmm. like I wanted to pay more attention because of the story that's attached to it, mm-hmm. right? Than than some Roman Reigns matches, yeah. but yeah, really good main event, really good aftermath. Um, the show overall, I thought. Like, nothing was bad, so that's a pretty decent main roster PLE, right? Um, Like, Brock Lashley was nothing, really, but it was less than five minutes, right? And it was gone. Mm -hmm. So the final two matches I thought were really good, the men's chamber match and the main event were really enjoyable matches. And again, this show was just over three hours instead of being like four and a half pushing five, right? So that's more manageable than some of their longer ones. So I didn't feel like... My time was wasted at all, um, but nothing really blew me away either. I, I think I liked the men's chamber match the best, but I thought a, a solid offering from them. I gave it a B. I don't know if you want. To. Um, I and think it,
1: it definitely beats out the rumble because I think yep, there wasn't there wasn't anything I disliked.
0: Uh, it was pretty short because I was. Thinking- it's like they took a ple and trim the fat right yeah and just like this match we don't need this we don't need i feel
1: like since the pandemic they are at least like in the past year they've done a better job of like keeping them like i i've noticed it's never more than five matches with wrestlemania being the exception yeah. i think it's at least the latter half of last year yep um
0: like takeover
1: side right the, that's what we want pretty much yeah and so i think the opener was okay uh lashley brock was a disappointment but not very long so i guess that's okay the mixed tag wasn't the best but it, but was it wasn't fine. bad yeah i really enjoyed the men's chamber Me and the too. main event was uh pretty pretty great too and that that the storyline really helps that one for sure and it also kind of furthers things along to make it more interesting going forward so i don't know i'd say it was a solid show nothing
0: like spectacular but i'd say it is be as fair yeah i think so i'm
1: never like big on main roster stuff
0: it's nice to not Hate something on a PLE to be honest. So, that, that right there, they were working That's a from start. a better spot, That's a start, spot guess, than usual. Yeah. All right. So, now we'll go back into our regular scheduled programming, which is where we're going to dive into this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right. Time for you to talk about dynamite while I take a bite of this protein ball here.
1: Yeah, I tried one of those yesterday. What'd you think? they okay. I
0: don't know. The texture's
1: not really my thing. The texture's tough. to. These ones are pretty good. It, I don't know. It's just something that's off of it. Like, I, I generally like the taste because it's like a lot of peanut butter and stuff, but I don't know. Something about it's
0: just meh. Nah. Maybe the ground flax or the chia, or what, I think that's what's in here. I don't know. Just, There's some healthy bits in there. I don't know. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Anyway, so we start off with Orange Cassidy versus Pure Champ Wheeler Yuda for the AEW All Atlantic Championship.
0: Wait, right? Do you remember the name of the episode this week? And we were like, "What?" Because on our recording, it said AEW The Next Round. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, what is that? But anyways, I don't,
1: that that was absent from anything. So I don't. I'm not exactly sure what. That was about. Anywho, sorry. Um, we had holds encounters early on. Um, Cassie tried to pin Yuta with the seatbelt for two, which is kind of Yuta's thing, so they they made that up a, a point. Um, Yuta was kind of frustrated on the other side after, and then Claudio comes out to motivate him. Then he comes back in, he takes control of the match. Uh, later on, there's a diving forearm from the top for two, from Yuta. Uh strike exchange and the double clothesline they're both down for a bit. Uh Yuda goes for a pile driver on the apron. Cassie counters backdrops drops Yuda on the hardest part of the ring. Uh um, exactly right. Cassie goes for a beach break, can't get him up after like you I think was back targeting him maybe on the commercial break, so I didn't see it. Um and Yuda connects with the pile driver for two. Uh we get an orange punch from Cassie for near fall, then a beach break also another near fall. Uh then Yuda's up on his knees kinda of defiant, then Cassie puts him yes. down with a second orange punch and that gets the win.
0: Yeah, and before this match, I had a note, a bunch of questions. Actually, Wheeler in a heel. Wheeler is a heel in a segment that airs as he enters. He calls himself a bully, refuses to shake hands. Where did this come from? I don't mind. It just seems sudden. It seems like Blackpool's kind of more embracing that a little bit now than they mm-hmm. were before. To me, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's, if it's maybe
1: just like. I feel like it's a byproduct of a, this little mini feud and also Moxley kind of leaning into that with the Hangman thing. Which I feel I'm like fine with, yeah. They might have to kind of follow suit. Like, and I didn't think of that when we were watching this. I thought it was just like, oh, just kind of a situational thing. Yeah. But I feel like now that I'm thinking about also the Hangman feud, I feel like maybe Black Bull's kind of leaning into that. I, and I'm cool with that. that. Yeah, and even if it's temporary because Danielson was kind of healed before
0: Blackpool and then this kind of switched him again. So Right. I don't know. Let's I see. thought this... Was a pretty great match. And even it started it with a ton of not even holds and counters, I guess is right, but like them rolling each other up constantly. And there were some creative ones in the midst of all of that. So I didn't mind that. And I just, I thought this match built and built. And I, Yuta looked great in this, I thought. And Cassidy like played the role of taking a lot of offense and doing what he does really well. And on top of in ring, it seems to be like we just said, telling this story of like more aggressive leaning into almost heelish combat club and i am totally fine with that and I, it just seems like every now and then right the moxley match comes to mind like we're reminded that yuda's capable of matches like this right he just isn't the focus of much which is too bad i don't think he's amazing even on the, the mic but even he's improved. with the peer title yeah yeah it's right when it was weird when he came down with the belt on i was like wait wait he's challenging right why does oh right so I I like this so much, I would have been cool even if it went to a draw, because I remember at one point they talked about the time limit coming close, right? So, regardless, I thought it was a terrific opener. Um, I'll say it now, by far my favorite match on the show, which is not a great sign for Dynamite, but I'm happy to see some sort of direction out of Blackpool because for a while it was like, are they even together once Riga's gone? So yeah, I, I feel like that might have kind of
1: been a bit of a disruption for them, but I feel like they kind of got back on track.
0: Yeah, and Claudio's coming down and slapping him right and in the middle of the match and stuff. So yeah, I I really like this match a lot, and it's funny because I, if you ask me if I love Orange Cassidy, I'll say no, but then like a lot of his matches I think are pretty great. So I guess I do like him. What did you think?
1: Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty a uh, solid opener um it was pretty good um considering it was quickly set up i think it was set up on rampage i want to say right uh it did help that they already had some prior history, so it's kinda that does most of the leg work, I think. Yeah, it was Even the Cassidy if, was like a mentor for Yeah, Yuda, That's which what I, I was gonna remember. say. The setup for the match was a little flimsy because not so. too sure about that aspect of it, but like the general history works. Match was awesome though. Uh works well enough. Uh action here is pretty good. Uda got a lot of, lot of offense in, looked really good. Uh Bestie's looked in a while and Cassidy took it pretty well, dished out some solid stuff in his own right. I thought um kicking out of a couple of finishers helped Uda ma- look good. Yep. Uh, last orange punch felt like a nice climax and appropriate finish. Um, really nice TV match to start us off. Yep. Uh, next we get an interview with Hangman Evil Uno. Um, Hangman was speaking up, then Uno said he's heard Hangman speak about his friends, and he's like saying it sounded like he thinks Uno can't hang with Mox.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's like he was something about like it makes us think we're not on your level. Like you think we're not on your level because you won't allow us at the ring, right? Right. That was, I like that. Right.
1: And so he doesn't want uh, Hangman to get involved no matter what happens. And he said that John Moxley will find find out exactly why his name is Evil Uno.
0: Yeah, I thought, like, Uno's really good on the mic, right? And I did like that part about, like, whenever you tell us not to come, it's like you don't think we deserve to be there on your level. But, like, I don't know. What do you do with Dark Order at this point? I don't, I don't do know. Did they need a new leader? But who would it be? Like, can you just elevate Uno? I don't feel like you can they can they're stuck in this largely little like it's a little worse cuz i feel like if
1: grayson uno were still a team at least then at least that's a prominent tag team for yes. them to like but then the issue is there's multiple tag teams within the faction so it's like
0: add one and go trios
1: yeah i'd add like silver. i'd like silver uh reynolds and sorry silver grayson and uno me too but i don't know then Reynolds is just kind of in this weird limbo so i don't yes. it's like it's all weird you know it
0: is i agree and i don't know if they need a leader to be the main event person of the group or whatever because i don't think Uno. Could, i love uno don't get me wrong but i don't think he's gonna be like main eventer guy so i don't know i i like all of them and i think they're all fun to watch in ring i just don't know where you go with them i guess mm-hmm. but anyways this was fine mm-hmm.
1: um yeah i thought it was solid um i liked it a bit even if it was pretty short there's i thought like i like getting more perna- personality and some fire from uno and he kind of called out on Hangman for like that implication. You can kind of see on Hangman's face you know, that he knows that's kind of true. Right. And uh, he's kind of like remorseful for or that. Or at I least
0: like, I can see why you would think that, right? Yeah. Even if it wasn't the case. Or, yeah, yeah.
1: Or, yeah, he gets what he's saying. Um, We all know Uno loses, but I think they're still doing a good job of his presentation before the match. They're tried, right? Um, I agree. Even though it was only starting last week, I think they're doing a good job of making the most of the little time before the match.
0: And wasn't it that Uno was like 18-0 and 0 or something going into this? Weren't yeah, he like defi- undefeated for like, what was it, six or eight months? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, good old Uno. Something weird. Good Canadian boy. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we hear from Ricky Starks next. He talks about dealing with all the jazz interference. He's in the ring uh, for the past couple of months. And it's clear Jericho doesn't want to rematch, so, and he accepts past that. couple so months. So he's moving on from Jericho <laughs> pretty much the whole year. They, right? Their, their match was
0: the first God. on Dynamite this year. He must like if I'm working for them and they're like, Listen, man, we're gonna put you in a program with Jass, I'd be like, No, please. Your years I screwed. guess on the flip side is you're gonna get on T V for like three months.
1: And you're working with Jericho.
0: Yeah. Which I guess is like that's a cool but thing. But yeah, just sorry, just another lengthy jazz mm. feud. Yeah,
1: he says he has an open contract for a match against him at Revolution and he knows back there is someone who wants to get on the card real bad. So he lays out the challenge. Juice hits out, comes Jericho. Oh my God! Shocking. Uh, Jericho says the biggest moment in Starks' career was beating him, and he can hang on to that for the rest of his career, but it'll never happen again. And you can beat him any day of the week, but it'll never happen because Starks is beneath him. So he wishes him good luck with the open challenge. Then, uh, fresh look, Peter Avalon comes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wants the open challenge, but uh, Jericho's kind of like nah, and he takes the juice effect, and he's wearing like a spike jacket. Yeah. And pants. Yes, the b- matching set. And then Jericho makes his way to the ring. Uh, Jericho says with an open contract, just anyone can take it. Yes, that's how that works. Uh, and whoa, Starks whoa. really wants Jericho, and he says maybe he should take the challenge and embarrass Starks at Revolution. And Starks is kind of like goading Jericho, saying like we don't know how it goes and Jazz is going to interfere and something like that. So he's basically trying to goad Jericho. And Starks uh, said Jericho won the AEW title by himself and he beat Austin Rock by himself. Obviously, not mentioning them by name. And Starks said he could just not bring Jazz and kind of prove himself, yeah, or something like that. And Jericho says he could easily beat Starks one on one, and he's one of the best to do this. And he'll even write like an, an, an one amendment? Yeah. amendment, amendment, yeah, <laughs> amendment, yeah. Uh, that they that Jazz had to stay in the back and sign it. Uh, but he doesn't have a pen. Stark says he does, and Jericho grabs it. Uh, he raises it like the list of Jericho, and he signs it and agrees to the match and says, "Be careful what you wish for, because nobody outsmarts the Ocho." And I do. I was just thinking the whole um contract, the additional clause there kind of reminds me of um Money in the Bank 2016 when uh, we were gearing up for the first Cena Styles match, and I remember Cena had two contracts. One of them was Cena versus Styles with the club, and then one of them was oh, Cena versus Styles and he goaded Styles and take him one without interference, and then they interfered without Styles knowing. Yeah. And then, or no, it was, I don't know. Anyways, they interfered and got Styles the win. I don't know if it was about them or not, but the point is they interfered still, so I feel like they could do something like that. Yeah. Um, Personally, I was hoping for, like, a cage match or something, because then that would be, like... To keep people out, right? Right, and also that's something cooler, because personally, like... Um, I thought the segment was solid, but, like, nothing spectacular, and open contract was interesting, but I guess I should have seen this coming, which I didn't, but I'm kind of, nah, I feel like I should have, and for me, this still suffers with the fact that literally the first thing they did in this feud was have this match that they're building That is part of my problem. They literally, they did this first. This was the first thing they did, which, you know, that's fine, because, like, you and, know, Jericho could win dirty and keep the feud alive. But Starks won in the first. I was just match. gonna say, and who won? So how right? is Jericho so, standing
0: there going? You're beneath me, and you can't hang with me. I'm sorry, that's what Gunn I'm it.
1: saying here. Like, I feel like unless they tack on something else, this match isn't big on hype for me. Like, I thought for no interference, he'd do like a cage or something, yeah. or like I don't know, something.
0: Yeah, lumberjack. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, this was um super cartoonish, and I thought Jericho looked like an idiot, which maybe is what they're going for, but like. This is like Roadrunner Wile E. Coyote stuff or like Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd stuff where he's so easily manipulated and and Starks gives the look of like, yeah, I got exactly what I wanted, which I thought, and Starks is fine, but this is just, I don't know. Starks is cooled for me a bit.
1: And And if Jericho is, Starks is really beneath him, why would you even come out? Just leave the open contract.
0: And in 30 seconds you go from I'm never doing it to yes, I'm in and I'll include the stipulation that you want as well. Right, so I don't know. I'm guess because like, he's so much better than Starks. Jass is wearing away Stark's interest for me, and I'm almost after Yuda's opening match. There, I'm almost more hyped on Yuda than I am on Stark's right now. But I, I guess the point is, Starks, I'm not sure about that yet because I don't I feel like Yuda. They don't do a lot. They don't, and he's not as good on the mic or character wise as Stark's, obviously. But like, I don't know. The savvy veteran Jericho, who's this wrestling genius, looks like an idiot here, right? Um, unless he like the only way that they can save this for me is that jericho has something planned you know what i mean like he's a he's a step ahead yeah, that's what I'm and thinking. he lets like, start manipulate him right jazz
1: will interfere anyways but like i don't know i'm there's no guarantee that that's where that goes i be. just
0: like this got a bunch of time and i'm just not interested yeah. in it right and and jericho looks it was very very cartoony the which i guess is sports already. entertainment which i guess is their gimmick but
1: <laughs> i whatever. guess right yeah um. Yeah. So the few kind of peaked early. It's just it's weird. And then I mean, actually, no, I think the peak was definitely Hager. So my my mistake. <laughs> he likes his hat. Yeah, he does. He absolutely
0: likes yep. it. It's all he can say now. In fact. Exactly. I think that's the limit of his. Voca- it's like Groot. But, Ex- I was um, just gonna say that. It gets a few more hat. syllables. <laughs> it's a, it's a few it. more
1: words. Um. Then we get a quick package with like a bunch of teams from the Battle Royal talking. Um. There wasn't a lot here. There was um, not. Aussie Open didn't speak, so I don't care.
0: Yeah, I don't even like them being included. To be honest, if you're not gonna use them, don't like save them. There's, they're they're awesome. Then
1: they're in the Casino Royale next week, so don't hopefully put them in mid card
0: battle royal and not have them win. Hopefully they win next week. Although,
1: then it's the acclaimed and three heeled teams. Although, how could they defeat Jeff Jarrett?
0: Right, that's just that's cra- true. Crazy. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know who else is in the Casino Royale next week? Or who? next? I don't know if it's next week, but you want What's your favorite team in AW? Bear Country. No better. <laughs> uh better is there a factory team in there no no they're they're higher card than that but like you, but st- I don't... you still love them I, who do i not like you love you love both of them so much especially the one. Oh, the one guy. yeah
0: i know who you mean eh? taven and <laughs> bennett yo yep. of course who have been on fire, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. The tag team hype video. The only note I had was I thought Darius sounded better than I expected, and Dark Order were fine. But yeah, it was Wh- really nothing. What
1: was the other team? I'll look it I up. Utah. Um,
0: I think it was. I think Claudio and Yuta
1: are in that. Um, hold on. Wait. Uh, yes. Okay. I got it. I got it. All right. Um, so it's pretty similar to last week. It's so there's we got two point O G K best friends, Sylvan Reynolds, Butcher Blade. Uh, Claudio, Yuda, because they're a team. Uh, top Flight, Lucha Bros, uh, Paro
0: Peligroso and Rouge, and then Aussie Open. So they're putting some that were in the first one back into this That's one? That's what they did last time. Okay. Because remember... So who um, wins that one? Aussie Open. I hope they, so.
1: My um, guess, I'd say Aussie Open or Top Flight. Yeah. I feel like there's a decent chance you could put Top Flight in there because let's say hypothetically the guns retain here. I don't think you could... I mean... I guess at the guns, when they could be like lethal or something, but like I'm trying to think like solid teams that maybe the guns could realistically beat. And to me, that's True. top flight. True. Top Flight's a They're a good team, but they're someone that I wouldn't mind the guns
0: beating either. Yep. I feel like if Aussie open are in there, they're kind of the amazing match. Don't win type of team. Right. So who top flight or Aussie? Yeah, top flight. Okay. Aussie yeah. open is just awesome and should win.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like last year they did. it Actually, I remember uh, it was the whole Red Dragon Bucks thing. I think the Red Dragon won the first thing, mm-hmm. the Battle Royal, and then I think the Bucks came back in the second one and won that. I don't know, but I remember they won one, and the Bucks won the other one. So like, I'll talk about that later. But that was so much cooler. The whole that whole storyline with the yeah. Battle Royals, like that was cool to me. And I don't mind them doing this for the tag teams every year, but the way that's shaking out this year is not particularly not as engaging. No, for but sure. we'll we'll get there. Yep. Um, speaking of that match, we have the acclaimed versus Lemur Hardy and Big Bill. Large
0: William. Big Bill, the best name Ka- in all I, the land. I didn't write details this week, but I thought that I wrote pretty edgy rap this week from Caster. I thought I it was a little remember. more risque than some of his previous. Because remember, they were all like that, and then he got in trouble, and then he's been sort of having them checked over by somebody. I think maybe Tony Khan, but this one was, I don't remember specifically, but I was like, huh. I don't He's pushing either. the envelope a little bit again, which I like. I don't remember either. Yeah. Um.
1: So notable, it wasn't like It was pretty short. Sure. Um. bowen has got a hot tag. He went on a tear against Moriarty. He also hit that strike combo, He usually does on Morrissey. Uh, the guns came out to beat up their father. Uh, that's a pretty nice idea. What a fresh actually. concept!
0: I think it's a good idea. But they've, anyways, we've no, done I, this.
1: I think beating up your father's a good idea. Oh,
0: oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. You should do that. Yeah. You should try that. I'm actually, Maybe last time I was at Walmart, I years. considered
1: purchasing a steel chair, so you better watch out. No, I'm ready. I They, can take they have chairs. No so. headshots. No, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to do like, um, gonna, I saw a clip I'm of I'm going to buy like, two and do a
0: concerto. Rock. <laughs> Me and your mom, get ready. Rock,
1: rock hitting like Ken Shamrock right in the face of the chair really hard. I'm going to do that. I'm ready. And no, I'm
0: not comparing you to Ken Shamrock. Yeah, we're interchangeable, basically. No. The most no. dangerous man on the planet. Is that my... Oh, uh, yeah. Is that no, what was? I thought that was Tyson. Oh, you're Shamrock not. had something like that.
1: Yeah, he was the world's most dangerous man. There it is. I think then also Tyson was baddest man on the planet. Correct.
0: So in a battle, who comes out ahead? Tyson or Shamrock? Yeah. Oh, so i you What
1: what's what's better, being the right. most dangerous That's or what being I'm the saying. baddest? Most well, oh. dangerous
0: or baddest? Oh, um, well, like. Because most how dangerous ba- doesn't mean you actually follow through on it, I guess. Well, wait. I'm dangerous, but no one ever tests me.
1: That's true. But like, and, like, the other question, like, how bad are you if you're the most dangerous? Like, or how, how wait, so isn't it kind of a paradox? Because, like, you got to be really bad to be the most dangerous, but you can't be the most bad, too. And then you got to be really dangerous to be the baddest, but you're not the most dangerous. Right. So, like, you're not the best at both. How can so you ever like- get there? I don't. T- t- it's, I guess it's kind of a paradox. I don't even know how that came up. But, but anyway, sorry, um, <laughs> we digress sometimes. <laughs> that was funny. Um, there's I think it was a hammerlock lariat to bones for Moriarty, and then a jumping flatliner for two. Sean Benjamin, what up? Um, then hey, dirt. we had a the rival and a mic drop on Moriarty to, to get an easy win. Um, they do. It was okay. It was really short. Um, pretty basic TV match. I thought. Not really a lot to note, I thought. Um, I like Bowens. So th- he continues yeah. to impress me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He usually gets a solid flurry in there. He right? does. Like the Whoever's got the hot tag, he usually gets something solid. Yeah, he's them. good. Nick Jackson, Phoenix, etc. Um, probably Dante Martin. I don't know. I guess it furthers the heat between the guns and the claimed a bit before the tag match, but not really... A- law was accomplished here so like i was saying i wish we had something like last year where we knew Red dragon in the box. like i knew they were winning the two bout royals there was like a story and then that around that match like in jurassic express where the chances they just happened to be in there oh yeah but i thought that all worked really nicely that was way cooler like the guns and the acclaimed do have the existing feud here but a the acclaimed didn't win a battle royal b it's not as interesting c i miss red dragon <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i th- like this was predictable it was a decent tv tag match i guess like the factory are pretty much enhancement talent at this point which is interesting when they rolled in here with mjf right in their group um and i know i say this often but the guns have already turned on their father and feuded with him right like we did this this is how it settled into the acclaimed or with him so uh, doing the same thing again is kind of curious to me and i I'm enjoying the guns more than I have in the past. I still think they're obviously not amazing in ring by any means, but like, we did this, man. I don't know why you're trying to make me feel like I'm like we haven't done this before. But anyways, we have, it was it was fine. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't want.
1: I want FTR, or I want. Actually, no, I want Aussie Open.
0: I just want to get past this and into whatever's on the other side of this at this point. Which is true of a couple storylines right now in AEW Probably for me.
1: FDR, I don't know.
0: It feels like it.
1: When are they come back? I don't know. Uh, next, we get Christian Cage interview on the stage with Shivani. Before he speaks, Jungle Boy attacks from behind, hits a basement layer to the back of the head. Then he comes back out with two chairs. He's going to go for concerto. He hesitates because he's a nice baby face. But that exactly. means he's stupid. So he <laughs> yes. hesitates too long and he gets hit in the balls. He does. Uh, then Cage repeatedly rams his face in a steel chair until he's busted open. Uh, It was a fine bit, pretty short, more heat on Christian, but it didn't really accomplish a lot for me, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's that story of Jungle Boy is not willing to do the things that Christian is willing to do, and that's the place that Jungle Boy has to get to, right, to have a chance against Christian in the match they're going to have. So I like that they accomplished that without speaking, which is kind of different, right? So you kind of got it through Jungle Boy's actions and facial expressions and whatever, and that's the idea. He needs to tap into something darker. To beat Christian and can he do that sort of thing, right? Are we gonna get edgy jungle? Boy? He needs to no be all intended. jungle,
1: no boy. Right. Exactly. Alright. Um then we got a recap of Wardlow's segment last week, then a quick Joe promo. I didn't really know anything from that, but it was solid. It was My really note quick. was
0: I believe everything Joe says.
1: That's cause he'll choke you out.
0: He just sounds legit, right? Like as long as you don't overscript it and make it Whatever WWE would do, kind probably. Although even in NXT, I didn't have a problem with them. He just—he's legit, man. Some I believe of his main him. roster promos are solid too. I, yep.
1: seeing, I keep seeing the clip of the one. And like I was saying
0: I don't before elimination chamber. I don't thing. Think he was always good, but I could be wrong. That's going back really far to early Joe for me. That'd be like in- ROH impact. even for me. It was Impact uh, TNA. I didn't see. I don't think I was into ROH at that. I might have gone back and watched some. I can't remember, but definitely Impact early Joe. All right, carry on into. uh I get to say it, so hurry up. I get to say it. Soraya versus Sky Blue. This, this, this is your women's match on this two-hour show. Sky Blue, this is your women's match, and Soraya. Okay? So let that sink in. Go ahead. I almost root for weak matches because I get to say it. It's my favorite thing.
1: I want to guess how many things I noted, and you can include the finish.
0: Three. Yeah. Nailed it. All right, what are they? Uh, there's a diamond crossbody
1: from Sky Blue. Uh, she nearly pinned Soraya off the basement dropkick. Remember with the whole Tony Storm distraction? You're right. That's just sad. Um, and Soraya submitted with that cool submission she had from WWE. Like, it she does goes, look cool. I do like that. Um, credit where credit is due. I don't remember
0: what it's called, nor do I care to look it up. The only other thing and I remember, remember is cool. Storm hit a nice snap suplex on the floor. Sure. Because now she's... That's her role, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess this was fine. I didn't care. The oh, whole... no, I didn't care.
1: Uh, yeah, I what was it? They're gonna spray paint her. Um, oh, right, Hader and Baker came out. Um, then, uh, yeah, Soho was there or something, probably. I don't know.
0: She, yeah, didn't she come out like gesturing for the belt or whatever? Yeah,
1: it's like whose side is she on? Ugh, which you love
0: it matters, and I care. Yeah, this, and that's what leads me to like this entire angle's just a miss for me, and I just want Baker and Hater, like, extracted from this whole storyline somehow and given something else because they're cool. And Hater is cool, and I don't want this to be her title run, right? Where this is one of the big parts of her title. Soraya has done nothing in AEW other than drag Tony Storm down from, like, a champion that was really growing on us, right? And to now, like, a lackey of Mm -hmm. somebody who I don't believe as a main eventer. So it's just, she's an anchor on Tony storm, unfortunately. And then I do have the note here and boy, does Jack love the whole, whose side is she on?
1: It's so <laughs> dumb. For Ruby. Cause Soho. like a, who
0: cares? Right. B, she's not an original. And it's this idea that she's so good that she's going to shift the balance of power, right? Like she's like, it's survivor. And she's the, one that can choose the if side. If you're Baker and,
1: and Hater, shouldn't you be recruiting like Nyla Rose yeah. or Sheeta? Like, why? What's
0: Ruby Soho doing? That she is the difference maker.
1: Right, like Riho. I don't know. Okay, not Riho. But, um, but like, if you're Seraya and Storm, I guess you probably you could take like Soho, Willow, um, other people.
0: Deeb. Uh, Deeb, I guess. Where's Serena Athena? Cargill. Oh wow, when's the last time we saw Athena? She turned heel. She won the in ROH Canada, title and then gone, anyways. Yeah, I, this match, this segment, if it wasn't there, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, I always say that. Yeah,
1: um, it's so like I don't even care about to comment on the post match stuff mostly, but like because it's still confusing and uninteresting to me. Like, I hate to say it, but I'd rather you stick me back in Blackpool versus Jazz, I'd rather watch that for weeks on end, probably. Because at least that had better matches, and also that kind of made sense at least. Yeah. Like, as, as drawn out as it was, sports entertainment, pro wrestling, violence, like, not violence. That makes sense to me. This does not make sense to me.
0: It's it's NWO 2.0, man. It's big time. Invading mm-hmm. you got, from like, another it's company. It's like Hollywood
1: and, no, it's Hollywood and Wolfpack or something. you' got, like,
0: splinters of the division or something. That's how history will remember it, okay? You're mm-hmm. just not on the side of history right now. This is amazing stuff
1: this is the next nwo revolution is. yeah
0: yep uh
1: next we hear from brian danielson in the ring
0: C- huge crowd reaction yes chance the whole deal again like good old dynamite crowd generally they're pretty hot yeah where were they uh phoenix is that right
1: yeah because was like the first time or something you say so um he says it seems as if they want him to win the title revolution and he says he'll do everything in his power to beat mj for the title Uh, Brian spoke about how MJF um, said last week that he hates him. Uh, He recapped that MJF tried to break Daniel's Daniel's arm. Not Daniel's, and Christopher Daniels. And then he put a a bounty on Brian's head. He took out uh, his mentor, Regal. And then here comes MJF. Um, He was on the ramp saying he knows who Brian is and he knows himself. He said that his dream girl convinced him that not everyone in this world is bad. He said he got down one knee. And that, and he wanted to start a family with her. and He wanted to have kids with her. And Jeff claimed that she left him. And I thought he was going to talk be talking about his current fiance, but I was mistaken. I guess um, MJ said that the AW World Title is the only thing that's stopping him from grabbing some pills and calling it a day. Oh, uh, he said everybody everybody loves and respects Brian. Will chanting yes at the top of their lungs. Uh, MJ said that Brian has something MJ will never have. And he said that Brian has a smart, adoring wife and two happy, healthy children, yet he takes it all for granted. He said that on March 5th, oh, March 5th, hey, hmm. uh, they'll know that Brian isn't better than MJF. And he said that Brian has had more concussions and head trauma than everybody else in this business while talking about how Brian had seizures, yet he's still an MJF sport. He said uh, when Brian is in the ring, he's saying that wrestling is more important than his family and children. And just said Brian is taking everything he would kill for for granted. He ripped on Regal being a drug addict that and that MJ put him at home in the hospital.
0: Right. I love that line. There's always like one thing that what was it? He uh, says the, that's strange. It was a shark smelling shark smell shark smelling like water sharks, or something.
1: Like shark smelling water. Yeah, it was something, something like sharks that. and water, right? Yeah. Um MJ told Brian he's gonna punish him in the army match for trying to take the one thing uh MJ has in his life. Uh, he turned the camera and saying he'll speak to Brian's children at home. He told him not to mention his children or Brian will kick the something out of him. He, ta- he told Birdie. What's with people in stupid names? Didn't, <laughs> didn't MJF name his kid Monroe Sky or something? Uh, Probably. I remember hearing about it when I was younger and I was just like, that's dumb. <laughs> um, I people can't, do what they a, want. Another one, too, that was stupid. that Not. Gargano, his is fine. And I think he named his kid Quill, which uh, I re- I respect that, cause Star Lord. Sure. But um, I can't remember. Anyways, uh, Max told the Brian's poorly named kid, um, oh, Birdie and Buddy. Okay, so one of those makes sense. Uh, like, he'll make Dada pay for his selfishness and make sure Dada will never play with them again and make sure Dada can't pick them up again. And he finally got in the ring with Brian, saying he's gonna give him a gift. And it was early onset CT got cut off, but I think it's. CTE. CTE.
0: It's like um, brain issues from concussions, mm-hmm. and NFL players right. deal with it. Um, Nowinski. Re- oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, but Brian uh, stopped him and he attacked him. Uh, they exchange punches until security kind of pulled them apart. Then you do the thing where they, they kind of break free occasionally yep. and they fight. Then uh, they took MJF out of the ring. And then when Brian broke free, he kneeled MJF with the running
0: forearm <laughs> on the outside. I thought it was the pull apart was over. And I was like, yeah, that was a pretty good pull apart. And then Danielson just ran from whatever, like one edge of, and just starched him with a forearm. It looked like it. I honestly thought he knocked MJF out. So great. And he almost hit the table that was there kind of thing too. So. I mean, if everybody's okay, that looked amazing, I mm-hmm. thought. I thought. Oh, um, so it took a while for MJF to get there and, like, apparently the part of the fiancé dumping him was actually true, I guess, his previous relationship, but um, once he tapped into the whole, like, every time you step in the ring, you show that you love wrestling more than your family, I thought was an awesome route for a heel who's trying to get under someone's skin, obviously, right? And then also, like, the you have all I've ever wanted in a family and a wife and people you can trust. And you take that all for granted by wrestling every time you wrestle, which I was pretty riveted at that point. Um, He's found a way to get under like composed chill Danielson skin. Right. And that's what MJF wants to do. That's his goal. And he got there. So, and I thought the pull apart was good and yeah, he Danielson looked like he absolutely crushed MJF with that running forearm on the floor. So I thought this was a really strong segment that generates a bit more heat, right? Like, MJF has pushed the buttons he's been trying to push, and Danielson is snapping and losing control and lost composure. And that's already a little win for MJF, because you have to... Daniel Bryanson... Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson is a better wrestler than MJF in the ring. Not saying MJF's bad. I think Danielson's arguably the best in the world. So you have to tell a story where somehow... MJF's closing the gap on that difference, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in an hour-long match. So this whole like you've got Brian uh, Danielson seeing red and he's going to do things he wouldn't normally do because he's so enraged. That makes sense to me. So I thought this was a good job of that. Right. Um yeah, uh
1: where's my Okay, I got to scroll down a bit. Um yeah, so all around a pretty good segment. I thought Danielson was solid before MJF came out. Um he was good. Like I agree. I think adds another layer to this. And I like that kind of resentment and trying to get under his skin and kind of keep it in character too. And the title's, like kind of the only thing he has. Yeah. Um. I, th- I personally find it kind
0: of odd that he wants all that because he's such a, a right. bag heel. It does seem like he jumps from week to week into almost slightly different characters. At some point, it might start to bug me. Right. Right. You just talked about like. I mean, maybe it is car just crash a tactic to and get like, like, like. Framing somebody. To make
1: it personal. I mean, I don't i'm not sure what the
0: and now you're like all i want's a family maybe like there's a
1: reason behind it yeah. maybe it's just manipulation or something like Could that be. but it, it it's slightly odd to me at least um it was good though it gets the feud more personal um the family targeting is always a smart tactic yep for go some after many... them kids yeah <laughs> you... um the last shot was pretty good too
0: it was awesome
1: uh next we get jamie hannah review. uh saray and Sohoga get a shot three way woohoo i don't see how either of them is deserving
0: no, I, I thought Hater sounds good, but I don't care, right? I'm just going to sit and wait for Britt to turn on Hater because that's the feud I want, right? We get super mega heel Britt Baker again. She's done being Hater's second. She's done with Hater getting the attention. That's what I want. So I just need them to blow past Soraya stuff and get to where I want to. Like Hater needs to continue to just solidify her spot as a champion and on this roster. And Britt needs to turn, and I hope it's coming. Mm hmm.
1: Um, uh, next we got the tag team battle royal that Aussie Open didn't win. That's Correct, they the did one, not. That's the only thing. I didn't have to And say. they
0: weren't even like notable. Agree, that's the word. They were. They may as well have not been in it. To be honest, they didn't really do much. But I mean, at least they got. But a at least we match, got I guess. a credible winner of this, right? Yep. No sarcasm, of course. No, no, no. no. I don't even know what that means. Um,
1: so runs through like eliminations and stuff. Yep. Um, I don't think I got them all because I I didn't even bother. It's to a lot them, of people so in there. Create the TJR for the help here. Yep. Um. So Lucha Bros. I think they took out Davari and Nice. I want to say
0: who I picked to win it, Sar- nah, sarcastically,
1: because I knew they were a team. <laughs> I thought it was Nice and Woods, but whatever. Um. Butcher eliminated Aussie Open. WTF. Uh. And Darius was out too. I forget who got him. Um. So yeah. Butcher single handedly taking out. I think it was Aussie Open and Darius in one swoop. I think because they were trying to get out Darius and kind of byproduct of that. But that that was just kind of bull. Yeah. Just took out Ozzy. Just like that.
0: Ozzy opens out. Right. It so. doesn't make sense to me no. to have them there if that's how you're using mm-hmm. them. But uh,
1: Silver eliminated Blade. Uh, Butcher tossed out Reynolds. Uh, Penta eliminated Pera Then Roosh eliminated Penta. Then later on Roosh got sent out by Phoenix with a robot Kick. Uh, Butcher would toss out Silver a little later on. Uh, Best Friends took out 2.0 after Danhausen Curse. Then Chuck was eliminated by Lethal and Jarrett uh butcher eliminated dante which i thought that was elimination was kind of cool because he was like hanging on the ropes and like butcher would like smack his hands off and then he was like grabbing oh, on, yeah. like, each rope before you had yep. to fall off so i thought that was kind of cool actually and then phoenix sent butcher out lethal snuck up behind uh, phoenix after butcher was eliminated and eliminated phoenix and i think excalibur thought they both did it because he was actually like, no you know, jared did teamwork, then they but, like, showed the replay and jared, jared didn't touch no. him. no no yeah great teamwork nope no uh, Trent Bretta nearly eliminated Jared and Lethal, but they stay in with like a slow save from Zatem, which I thought was kinda lame. Um Lethal took a tornado DT from Trent, which looks oh Trent Bretta, which always looks <laughs> nice. Um, cause he he always gets a nice swing on it, right? He so does. I it's like, fast. I like the way he does it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um but then Jared hit him with a stroke, tossed him over, he skinned the cat with Jared turning around like a dumb heel. So dumb. But but then he when he's flipping back in, Lethal dumps dumps him out again. Then they both turn around so like dumb, dumb heels and they did like the flare walk um trent did eventually get lethal out of there but then stroke jerry eliminates trent beretta jerry and lethal
0: win yeah he did it was fine i had okay so which is it fine or okay fine okay um
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice uh it didn't feel like much though because i feel like even typically a battle royal you can enjoy it, right? um the action was pretty basic in this one though like i didn't love it especially in the early going which that can be forgiven but i feel like it didn't really there wasn't that point where it really picked up because i feel like that you you eventually you do usually reach that point right mm-hmm. um but even the end stretcher wasn't particularly entertaining or memorable some solid bits in here but nothing super memorable um Agreed. then you have the questionable choice of aussie opening Tasso mid-match why were they even here that's just such a waste and to boot, we have the lane choice of winners Jared and Jaren Liesel. Like, why are they still in this mix? That's just the worst choice you could have picked. I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Pick, like, honestly, like, best friends would even be fine. I'd be even fine with that. Like, anyone else. They seem to be making some odd choices in the tag division right now. A little bit, right? But...
0: Yeah, the tag division is not as hot as it once was. No. I, for me, several eliminations in this felt like they were setting up for something but then like nope it's just something simple even the Dante Martin that was cool with him like having to move his hands but then I thought he was going to do something acrobatic and reverse and eliminate who was it butcher or blade and then it's like nope he just falls to the ground I feel like there was two or three like that where I'm like okay we're getting ready for something creative nope they're just out um I don't know and then yes add to that who won and I'm not happy by any means so I don't think anything stood out about this really it, no, right. This uh, not the best in ring week. Yeah, dynamite. and
1: the, now the tag title of the match is really not looking too interesting for me. Like it's Lethal and Jarrett, the guns and the acclaimed Right. Ooh. Exactly. Party up in here. Anyways, uh, we got a quick House of Black promo. Um,
0: I don't know. I didn't catch much from it because they speak weird, like yeah. weird people. And it started out with. Black and then Black King Murphy, right? And Hart's there on the periphery. Was she? Yeah, didn't even see she her. She was on the left-hand side.
1: Uh, King said something about purifying the current landscape of AEW, but basically just if it was, they were like they wanted to talk to Lily about the current status as trios champions so it seems like that's the next dire- direction for them right um so i did i heard that i was playing so i guess house of black vs. elite is coming that's pretty sweet that's amazing that yeah that sounds awesome um so probably, they gotta start doing stuff again so I, this is something i guess right like they,
0: it's what they always do right they come out they look cool they say some cryptic stuff that doesn't really mean anything and they then need to they're start
1: gone because they had the best faction lineup since death triangle
0: but honestly the match i would I don't care how they get there. I'll support watching that match anytime. But yeah, oh, yeah. it's just, there's nothing new here from House oh, of Black. Oh, remember what House of Black
1: did at Revolution last year? Yeah. You do? No. That was the pre-show match that we liked. Oh, yeah. We loved, who was? It was um Oscuro, Pac, and uh, Eric Redbeard. Because that yeah. was when Phoenix was oh, still right. out Eric after Redbeard. his arm like, died.
0: He was a really good big man in that. Yeah, We were very impressed with him. Yeah, I do remember that, after yeah. all. Yeah, it was good. It was and fat. when we saw them live, that was a pretty great match too. At Super Kicked. Oh House of Black. Okay, I was like, they
1: weren't on the show. No, we went House to. of Black. Okay, no, that makes sense. Um next we get the Tony Khan announcement.
0: <laughs> My only note, an ad for a thing I won't watch felt like WWE.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh basically uh he gets Cole to announce it
1: again, which so I'm just gonna say now, I thought it was Forbidden Door two getting announced. No wish. And then Adam Cole announcing it. Further made me think that it was for Bindor because I'm almost positive he did last year. I am there's like little doubt in my mind Cole was involved in the announcement. So when Cole came in, that made me think even more that it was for Bindor, too. And that's been rumored for a while. I think it's speculated to be like around the same date as last year. Yeah. So I was like, I was really hoping for that. But then, uh, so Cole announces a one hour show after Dynamite, a weekly show. Uh, Basically, like a behind the scenes kind of deal. I think I don't know all access. Uh, in on the same night debuts he'll wrestle again, so he's gonna wrestle at the beginning of March, I think. Mm -hmm. So cool. I guess I
0: felt like he's like the John Cena or Miz role here. Like roll him out because he can kind of promote anything, right? Sort of, which is I know you don't like that comparison, but because he is so smooth and slick, right, and knows how to do media savvy. I wish
1: Cody was here because Cody would. Cody would do that.
0: Yep media savvy for sure but yeah it was a thing i won't watch so great cool. i was
1: really hoping for forbidden door i thought that was gonna oh be- yeah
0: i would that would be cool really got my
1: hopes up here nope um dot lethal and terror thing celebrating the one they didn't deserve um guns are coming and proposed to take care of business before revolution searches so them so i guess they'll take out the acclaimed or something i don't know um, but my interest in the tag title match has gone down.
0: Yeah, this should not be the focus of a very, at one point in the recent past, very talented division, right? It still is. It's just like they're, they're making not weird choices. It's like, like they're consciously choosing to go into this acclaimed valley. Acclaimed is
1: fine because they were popular as hell, but yes. like the guns is an odd choice. Even if you want to say transitional champions, I still probably wouldn't do that. No. Then you're wasting like Ozzy Open, who like, I'd keep them around um, for at least have them do stuff. Like, for I mean, sure. I guess the box match is pretty cool, but like, I don't know, and I feel like Lutra Bros have not done anything in a while. So actually, mm-hmm. that's not true. They probably need to cool down after the the best of seven. I forgot about that already. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so I don't. Know, they just they're making weird choices right now for sure. I feel
0: like it's sort of tarnishing the acclaimed because this is who's in their orbit right now, right? And they're they've been elevated above this, and now it feels like you're pulling them back down to where they were before you elevated them. And I don't think that's a good choice. Yeah, I don't. Even if they come out of it with the belts, which they may.
1: Which then I I would think is even I'd argue this is even dumber because then why did the guns win the titles? Right, I don't know. Which is going to be my question regardless of the. Outcome. Yeah, that's a question. Um, oh, almost knocked those over. Okay, uh, main event time: Jonathan Moxley versus Evil Real Name Uno.
0: Very short main event.
1: Yep. What seven minutes? Yes, say? correct. Um, so they're chops and then running corner splashes from Uno. At one point, he was like hitting Mox with his jacket and choking him. Uh, yeah. Uno mocks for top of the turnbuckles. Mox is ripping at the mask, which I think he did to ten once or something. Uh, Uno fixes his mask and then Mox staggers on the apron. Uno boots him off. Cannonball from the top to the outside from Uno. Crossface shots from Mox. Uno is busted open, like
0: leaking like a faucet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Pair of power drivers from Uno for two. Uh, we get the finish from Mox. Locks and the bulldog token just bloods dripping. <laughs> Uno almost does get out though, and then he um Mox kind of relocates into a sleeper. And Uno passes out in the hold. Mox is kinda of keeping on until Dark War come out to attack him. Then Claudio and Yudo come out to brawl and Hangman comes out to attack Mox with a new theme question mark yeah, exclamation that's mark. kind of upsetting. That is upsetting. I don't normally
0: care, so if I'm upset, you must be. But
1: I I love his that's my favorite. Apoplectic. That's one of my favorites, okay? It's awesome. And if they're if you're telling me they're it gonna just change it suited that.
0: him perfectly. I know, and I loved
1: it. It was my favorite. Maybe it's not. My kind favorite. of a weird decision. It was my favorite though. Yeah. Um. So like, what? (laughs) You know. Uh. And he nearly hits the buckshot, but Mox rolls out, walks off.
0: Yeah. I mean, like a like a heel. A fun seven minute match, but not a dynamite main event, right? And Uno looked good and got a lot here for the time it took at its fast, physical, really, really bloody match that I wouldn't complain about at all if it were in the middle of any show, but it wasn't. It was the main event, and you gave it seven minutes, and there's no universe where Uno wins. And you haven't featured Uno at all on TV in forever. So, I don't know. But I, I, I enjoyed the match, but not as a main event. You? Yeah, Um, like, it was kind of weird. Because I thought it was
1: pretty solid. Um, I thought it would be longer, though. Even though I knew Uno was losing. I just thought that it would be more competitive. Because, like, they built him up to, like, at least be, like, being capable of more than we usually see. Yes. Um. So, But at least he got a solid floor near the beginning. I just wish it got drawn on more so he kind of got more. Uh, it was not long enough for the main event. Uno did ne- get a nice showing in the segment last week, and he's been large, but he's been largely absent otherwise. So I don't know. The finish was pretty well done. Um, though I did like the finish. I thought that was actually pretty. That was pretty cool. It was. Um, post match was simple. Building the revolution match a bit. That was fine. I swear to God, if they actually change Hangman's theme, I'm I'm done. I think I they did, off. man. I can't find it yet, but when I find it,
0: I'm gonna throw something. Yeah. You, I believe you. I guess overall thoughts. Um, kind of disappointing episode for me. The opener I really, really enjoyed. Um, the main event was good ish, but not a main event, and then I didn't really like the women's match don't really care. The Battle Royal wasn't really anything special. Was there any other matches? Oh, Moriarty and Big Bill acclaimed was I nothing about that. already. Right? So women's match? Uh, right. Segment-wise, I didn't really <laughs> like the Starks Jazz thing. I really like the MJF Danielson. That's probably the only non in ring in ring thing that was awesome. So I I don't even think, which is rare, that I can give this show because then we get like Dutt and Lethal backstage and the House of Black thing wasn't. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go C plus. Very rare C for me. I didn't think this was a very good show this week. After the opener, I felt like Opener and MJF Danielson segment, and that's about it on this show for me. So mm-hmm. a rare C plus.
1: Yeah, um I don't know, I thought it was kind of um uh, uh mid. Yeah. Um it was an alright show, I guess. It was just kinda of underwhelming. Um best match was the opener, everything else is fine. Like not right. The matches really weren't that spectacular this week um some good segments like mjf danielson but nothing else really wowed me the battle royal was uh largely a letdown because i generally like a good battle royal so Uh, a lot of stuff just okay i thought um it doesn't help that the battle royal winners were absolutely the wrong call so i'd say i'm gonna go b minus yeah that's fair
0: all right so let's take a break from that and talk about some trivia that we have this week in our segment called off the top of his head All right. This week um, I went to Sportster, I believe it was, and they had a, some sort of top 10 on WWE World Heavyweight Championship stuff. So from their 10 and also reading um, the information they provide after I formulated more questions, you know what I mean? So I think I got it up to like 20 out of these because they would put one interesting fact. And then as they would explain it, there were several questions I could glean from that. So are you ready? So specifically WWE World Heavyweight Championship, I feel like there's a chance where you go, Nope, that's not right. But
1: Uh, wait, so which world heavyweight title? What do you mean like the World Heavyweight Titles and the big gold or like WWE World Heavyweight title when they unified it?
0: Well you tell me what the answer to the first one is and it'll probably clarify. Who was the inaugural champion? Triple H. Correct. Okay, so we're doing that heavyweight title. Okay. Um, and what year was that? Two thousand two. Wow, why? Why already do you know these things? How did he
1: get it? Uh Bischoff gave it to him. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he was number one contender to the WWE title. Oh okay. But then That's more than Steph I got. brought him to SmackDown exclusive because originally he was co branded champion. Yeah, And Bischoff's like, Belt.
0: Right. Uh how many times would Triple H hold the belt?
1: Uh okay, so Oh here once, we go. Once. Then he lost it to Michaels, but then he won it back, so that was two then he held it for a while then i think he lost to goldberg and then one of axe that's three then uh this kid's he lost wrestling it brain to benoit
0: and i assure you he does not and know the then topic he
1: won it from orton until so we sit four.
0: Here. then wasn't it vacated randomly so far? we'll go five five is correct nice you weirdo um it was defended in a brand new match type in two thousand two. What match? Elimination Chamber. Correct. Who won? Shawn Michaels. Correct. How many times did Michaels hold the belt? Once. That's not the answer I have. What?
1: He held. That was the only time he held it. He won it.
0: Not even close to it. that. What? What do you mean? It says four. He had the WWE title. He.
1: I know he only held that belt once, and it was pretty. So short. are they counting both of them then? They have. They'd have to be. I think right. cause I know that was like. Did he Especially, have the other one three times? I think so, yeah. Because okay. he, I that this was like I knew his, this was gonna happen. Aside from the tag titles, this was a, this was his
0: only title since his return. So, so maybe they're talking about both. They'd have to be. I think who has the longest reign? It's a good question. Probably, uh, I feel like it's, I feel like Trips is a trick question. It is not Trips. I'll okay. tell you that. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have guessed this. I feel like it's. Oh wait. Mm
1: mm-hmm. mm. I, I know it. I don't remember, though. Is it, not, is it Batista? It is Batista. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I almost said Edge.
0: How many times did Batista hold, I guess, either, both? Like, Whatever. Three?
1: Six. Okay, so that might be counting both, then. That
0: sounds like it. Who did he defeat for his first reign? Trips. Correct. How did he lose the title? Didn't he vacate the first time? Because triceps uh, biceps you don't know anything you say you know I th- wrestling i just
1: saw it in a video i swear it's triceps.
0: In this article it said biceps fine both in the arm just the other side you don't know anything god you should really study up on these okay the title has never changed hands at which major P- pay-per-view ple that's a good one um... so think of the the big big ones i'm gonna go with the rumble correct how many times has the title changed hands by DQ? 5 Nope. 7. Once. Okay. Who was involved and what led to the DQ? Do you remember?
1: Changed hands by DQ.
0: Yeah. I actually remember not at the time but once as soon as they I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." I don't know. Christian spit in Orton's face. Oh. And Orton low oh, hit a low blow. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know stuff. You don't no, know I stuff. I don't know. Now. That makes sense. Who was the oldest champion? Um, Taker? Yep. How old was he? 47. 44. Pretty yeah. close. Starting in 2004, I feel like this is one you'll be able to figure out. How many times in a row did the title change hands at Mania? So starting in 04. It might take you a while to get there, but I feel like you'll...
1: Wasn't it only twice? Nope. Really? What? It it changed hands and... That's... Oh, wait. I'm thinking other title. Okay. 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 All right. F- yeah. Never F- mind. Okay.
0: Go ahead. Four. Five. <laughs> this is fascinating. Podcasting. Four again. times. Sorry? Four. Six. Six? 2004 to 2009, they're saying. Oh. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, no. I messed up again because I... For some reason, I thought Edge retained, but I remember he faced Taker, so he'd have to lose then... That was 08, so then 09, it also changed hands. Yeah, okay.
0: So, was the first title to change hands in Hell in a Cell? When was the match, and who was in it? Um, in Hell in a Cell? Yep. First title to change hands in the HIAC. I feel like Trips has to be nope. in that. No, really, no I give you the year if you want. Sure. 2009. Okay, so I would have been off base. Oh, Punk. Punk. Uh, lost it to Taker? Correct. Okay. Last one, who is the final world heavyweight champion and... Shortest reigning world heavyweight champion uh, as it was unified with his WWE championship. Cena? No.
1: What? No, but Cena was the one who <laughs> that's not what lost says. in the unification match. I knew match. this would happen. Okay, then.
0: Shortest reigning and final, it says. So maybe it's... W? No, Orton. Does that make sense?
1: Okay, yeah, because he he unified the titles, but like I wouldn't count that because that's... Well,
0: Sportster disagrees.
1: Because literally, I remember even in the encyclopedia, they say he's the first WWE World Heavyweight Champion because that's unifying the belt. So he's not the last champion. He's the
0: first. Write them a strongly a worded breed, letter. A stern letter. Stern email, I guess, these days. But there yes. you go. You knew a lot of stuff, as you always do. So let's flip back to talking about the week that was in wrestling. We'll cherry pick from the best and worst that we saw this week in High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so you're gonna start out because Monday was the first thing. So I actually watched. I went to WWE's own YouTube, like the top ten things from Raw. So I might even know what you're talking about this week. Oh, Did a little I, extra I only have one research. From Raw, what so do you have from Raw?
1: It was just the Sammy and Kevin Owens thing. Cause it was like he was trying to get Owens to team with him to take down the Bloodline, cause. Starting to fall. Yes. Uh, Owens turned him down, told him to find Jay. So I thought that was yeah. Cool. It's like another layer to the whole thing. They're
0: sort of delaying the because you know what's happening, right? But they're sort of. But I like this, and I remember I yeah. saw
1: guys talking about like it's more consistent with Owens' character. Yes. And like I saw like the whole the Survivor Series thing, right? Like when like Zayn chose to align with the Bloodline, and that's right. when Owens was trying to. Get, that was kind of a breaking point for Owens. So I kind of like that. It's like he's not just gonna. You can't just like forget that just because of, you know, Zayn yeah. tried to help him at the Rumble. Like that yeah. doesn't negate the other thing. That's right. And so, yeah,
0: and that because Owens is like always presented as pretty smart, right? Right. And, and so I
1: like that's so that's consistent like that. Like and it does delay that payoff. Building and anticipation
0: think, for everybody. I I at least the assumed payoff. we'll Right. Say. I would be surprised if it isn't.
1: Yeah. Well, me too. But um, we'll see.
0: So Tuesday night brought us brought me. You don't watch it. NXT. And I thought it was a really weak episode this week, especially in-ring. Um, so I have the first thing as a high spot relatively, and that's the, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's the opening match, because it was Trick Williams, believe it or not, taking on Ilya Dragunov in what was the best match on this show, I would say. Um, and Trick cut another really solid promo ahead of the match. Um, the match itself was probably Trick's best, I think. Not a masterpiece by any means, but uh, probably a lot of credit goes to Dragunov too, but Totally fine opener that got thirteen minutes. Like I thought, Trick, like there was a power bomb and a torpedo Moscow, and Dragunov picks up the win. Uh, McDonough was down on commentary, and honestly, if Trick, I saw on a house
1: show, him and Andre Chase had a blindfold match because he has the eye, the eye pa-
0: Yeah, he's he he now is uh close to being back because his eye looked completely normal, no more bandage this week. But if Trick keeps improving in the ring, with his size and his ability to speak, like he could be a big deal in WWE. Honestly, like. I know when you left NXT, he was pretty awful, but he's not oh, yeah. awful. I and still remember the first thing he did, and it was really bad. Speaking wise, he's excellent. Like, he naturally sounds like lots of people try to sound like, if you know what that, if that makes sense <laughs> to you, right? <laughs> okay. Like, what people are going for, he kind of has it, I think. So, I'm kind of high on Trick right now. Uh, Rest Hold, the teen drama, as I call it, continues. So, Fallon Henley feels bad about interrupting the Kiana James uh Brooks Jensen date and wants to apologize to James face to face and Briggs is kind of there counseling her to do that as well so she does it in a second segment cuz we got to get multiple of these right um i think only two i don't think we hit the magic 3 but i could be wrong um so James accepts the apology but basically it boils down to I think she's like, it's okay that you're jealous, right? Her idea is that Henley is attracted to Brooks Jensen, of course. As long as they're not siblings,
1: because that would just be a horrible another layer to this gimmick.
0: But remember, he was also really into uh, Caden Carter at one point. Was that when the like, ravers uh, they went to? like a to, one-off kind of thing, or like... I think so, one or two off. Yeah, okay. they went to concerts and stuff together. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, oh this, yeah, yeah. This continues just to be like poorly written, poorly acted because it'd be hard to pull this stuff NXT. off. Because NXT. I will say I think Briggs is sounding natural in these segments, and nobody else really did. Uh, so Jensen wasn't there at all this week. It was just the women and uh, and Briggs. Right. Uh, Rest hold. Hate to say it because I love this guy, but Tyler Bate had an in-ring promo and then a bit of aftermath that I thought was pretty bad. Wasn't he involved with your boys? Who's my boys? Skizzen. Yes. So at start, that doesn't help, I think right?
1: that's funny, though, because, I mean, the first NXT UK tag title match was him and Seven and GYV. Right. So, like, is he just going to pretend they he didn't doesn't have, know I, them? I would assume so. Like, reset.
0: They've been reset. That's
1: oh, That's so stupid, though.
0: So right away, there's, like, because there's so few people in this arena, if you can get, like, 10 to 20 people chanting something, it kind of sounds. So there's dueling, we want, wall, or no, we don't chance. And honestly, it seems to throw bait off. Like, he even acknowledges it in, the, in a subtle way at one point. Which well,
1: sometimes is, like, I think sometimes people do a good job of that. but like
0: Yeah, this was totally random, right? right? So he panders really hard to the fans and talks about how we're going on a mystical journey and all this. Um, and I don't think it was the goal of this segment. But I was almost getting um, Daniel Bryan's. Bryan, why do I do that? Daniel Bryan uh, eco champion vibes. You know what I mean? Where he was like being nice and not saying anything heelish, but you know his tone is like, I'm Which so much better. is definitely not what you want from Tyler Bate. I'm so much better than you, sort of thing. Right. And I don't think that's what they're going for. I don't so. think that's ever been Tyler Bate. And then to top it off, you're right. He's interrupted by Schism, and they say their usual meaningless stuff. And then uh, they basically offer Bait a spot in their group. Bait declines. He's about to be attacked. Chase <laughs> you
1: okay, For sure. That Chase
0: you come out and make the save because uh, right after that, Chase you and the Dyad had a decent match where Thea Hale is, like, hallucinating or whatever because she's traumatized by whatever Schism has shown her because, remember, they abducted her briefly. Um, sure. So Schism made con- uh, a comment about it, and so did commentary. So here's my prediction that we never get a payoff of what they showed her. Do you, do you even want a payoff? I don't know. I could, I w- it might be good for a laugh if they tried, but I bet you there's no payoff to that. So Chase gets distracted by Hale at ringside because he wants to go and get between her and Ava, who comes over, I guess. Hudson ends up, just, taking, just Ava. Ends up taking the double codebreaker, which I guess is the dyad finish now. Uh, And then Hudson has words with Chase. You can hear it, which is something I like that they're started doing is they're just using the ringside mics or whatever to pick up conversations rather than like, you know what I mean? If Duke Cousin goes over and grabs a mic and addresses him individually and privately almost. So it's basically Chase being like, she's a grown woman. You protect her too much, et cetera, et cetera, sort of thing. Um, And then I think he says, even if this is like, is this a university or a charity? Oh, oh, he, oh did, no! He did he didn't. also say bitch? No, he did not. Okay. He saved it. You only get one an episode okay. they saved it. A high spot, Gulak and uh, Dempsey basically confirm their alliance. They sort of ask Gulak about it. And he's it kind of along the lines of like, Walker's basically a rookie and Gulak prefers somebody like Dempsey who's willing to hurt people, which perfect, right? Gulak sounded fine here and I just want them to be a team. So I'm glad it's like officially looks like it's happening. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, rest hole, JC Jane versus Indy Hartwell. No way. No, I know this is, believe me, I'm not, I wouldn't lie to you. You better not say anything bad about JC Jane. Basic offense, lengthy JC Jane submission, pretty slow, uneventful five minute match interrupted by Gigi Dolan. It looks like Jane's new finisher is going to be
1: the new Johnny Gargano of NXT, Gigi Dolan.
0: The partner is sitting against, or the opponent, sorry, sitting against the turnbuckles and you run and give the boot, much like she did to Dolan's head into the door. So Dolan runs in to save. Indy Hartwell from that. um The match wasn't good, and I talked about this. My annoyance with this storyline is Gigi Dolan is an established heel. The only thing that had nothing she's done has been babyface. The other heel she hangs out with turned more heely and kicked her in the head, and suddenly that makes her a babyface.
1: Oh yeah, that makes her likable.
0: There's no character development. I was saying, I'm pretty sure when. We got uh, the kicked through the barber shop. They were baby faces. No, they were. The Rockers were oh, right. all yeah, Uber baby faces. Yeah. And 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 Michaels became a heel. Yeah. So it made sense. And you felt bad for Gennetty. Why am I feeling bad for Dolan? Who's been nothing well, but yeah, a monster? Like,
1: Tag splits lend themselves like well, there's two things, because they lend themselves so much better to a baby face team. Right. Because like then immediately one of them's just like public enemy number one, especially if it's a pretty right. popular team like DIY. Right. Prime example. But like I feel like even with a heel team like it's you can feel bad for the like one person if it's a heel team. Like, um, I think a decent example is maybe Team Taz. Yeah. Like when Hobbs just clobbered right. 'cause because Starks was losing a bit. Then like, and Starks was kind of like, I guess another like reason that was like Starks was kind of already on the precipice of the face turn. Like, precipice. and then, and then I remember Hobbs just clobbered him, and yes, that was really nice. I, I love it. And like, and like, it's not like Dolan was like on the cusp of Leaming that right it towards yeah it. right like no. not not even a little bit because stark's like it's not like it was teased for weeks it was like maybe like a week or so that got teased but like at least stark's was like in that segment, right. you could see it coming and that like kind of built towards like but like i mean obviously i don't watch it but i can kind of see it and just from what you're saying yeah. it's like it's not like they were teasing it at no, all not with at Dolan, all right it's just it's you
0: got like... kicked you basically you got out healed by another heel so now you're That's a baby face the... That's the um, reasoning for And then that. the other problem is J.C. Jane, like last week or whatever it was, is in the ring cutting a heel promo. Well, you've always been a heel, right? So this isn't any it's new not, ground yeah. you're covering. You, this is what you've been doing forever. So it's kind of a bizarre situation, and I don't like it.
1: I just hate the whole thing, like acting like it's like,
0: well, it's still so weird because you have to
1: act like Mandy never existed. Right. So That's it's part still of the problem. like some of the poems are so weird so it's like, that's the thing too. Is like they're acting like they had this great one, like they were a tag team. But like you're forgetting such a crucial part of yes. it. So it's so weird. It's it's. I don't have. So I much saw a better promo. It. It's like I forget the exact language, but it's just like it's so weird the they ha- way they're talking. They have about to it. work around heroes right. all the it's time. It's been weird the whole time.
0: Uh, high spot. I kind of liked it. It was a little bit silly just in the the training itself. But basically, Mako is training. I think it's her own dojo, and she's training a bunch of young people. And Roxanne shows up. And this was multiple segments as well. Um, oh, fantastic. And wants to train. And Mako allows her. And obviously, it's as Mako works them super hard, right? More and more of the trainees are dropping out until it's still only Perez left. Oh, and then she's a valiant babyface? Uh, yeah. And then Perez is super excited that she survived. And of course, Mako goes, that was just the warm-up. And then they train more and more and more. Because um, it is a match between two babyfaces, right? So I thought this was kind of an interesting way to deal with that. And it's this idea that Mako is the noble veteran who, even though she's going to try and win, she's still trying to help the next generation. I guess to get better, uh, to get on her. I thought it was going to be like she's
1: going to purposely train her harder or give her less
0: good. No, training. it was totally like seemed to be a wholesome whatever. Like I'm here to help you, and mm-hmm. it was super respectful sort of thing. So I, I kind of liked it on a show that I didn't like much. Um, Resthold was the non-title tag match. It was Gallus and Anafe and Blade. I saw the finish, it looked really lame. Really disappointing, because you know I'm starting to get into Anafe and Blade as like a high-energy uh, babyface tag team, but this was four minutes. Gallus was, I think the biggest move they hit was a Urinagi and their lame finisher, which is like a forearm to the back and a power slam.
1: I like the Integiri one a little better. Like at better. At
0: least that was that was solid that i thought the i saw it and it looked really lame. so four minutes of gallus almost doing nothing and then you also had Anafe messed up he went to do like he does a rebound lariat kind of thing where he spins in the ropes yeah. and then out and he messed that up and then he and blade went for a their a, some i think it's their tandem finisher i forget exactly what it is but they got uh didn't get all of it from vic joseph <laughs> right so um i will say Anafe hit an elbow drop. And I know that sounds pretty normal, but he jumps so high. It's similar to like uh, Montez Ford with his, you know, his flash is just ridiculously high. Anafe, same thing. Uh, And then the aftermath of this was the whole match. Two people had come down with a giant sheet cake that said happy anniversary, obviously sent by pretty deadly. And those guys took a beating basically high spot. I can't believe I'm saying this. There was a surprisingly good promo by who? Care to guess? No, good guess. Another big dude. Uh, You're in the ballpark. It's a big man. Quinn? No, I haven't seen him in forever. A a big man who's recently reappeared. Jones? No, good guess. Not Odyssey Jones. Even more recent. Return? Was he ever there? Jack. No, he was main roster for sure. I don't remember if he was NXT or not. He's mad at his former partner. Oh, really? Aziz? Yes, Daba Cato. I almost was going to send it to you to watch it because he had a. Did pre- he actually explain something or is it like he you know did? He did. Pre recorded segment right. where he explained his attack on Cruz. And I thought they kept it simple and it made sense that basically, and they showed highlights, right? He's like, I, for all of your big achievements on the main roster, I was there helping you and supporting you. Except basically, right? Cruz won the U.S. title when he was still a Well, yeah, well, you got to cherry pick, right? Yeah. You can't include everything. Yeah. And then basically you disappeared, you forgot all about me, you show up here without me, like you've sort of dodged me and avoided me for so long and then you show up here and then on top of that when I show up, you just assume like, oh, everything's cool and I'm going to go back to being your lackey, right? Well, I'm not. Basically, I'm here to hurt you is pretty much what it was. And he his delivery, like I was pretty much shocked. He I'm sure you can't back it up in the ring, but <laughs> uh, in this in this spot, he sounded really, really good. I thought it was easy to believe what he was saying, and I liked because it made sense, right? Like you just disappear without a word to me, and then you show up here, and you think I'm just gonna fall in line again, and I'm not. I'm here to take you out, not support you. So I like. I think
1: it. you should go to face Elmas. No,
0: thank you. A high spot. Uh, Nikita Lyons gets interrupted. She's talking about her injury and the fact that she didn't see who attacked her in the danger, ever-dangerous parking the lot. The most dangerous place on planet Earth. So she's interrupted by Tiffany Stratton, and she's tired of uh, Nikita Lyons whining, basically. And Lyons obviously thinks it's suspicious that maybe it was Stratton that attacked her then. Uh, and I, Stratton, I can't remember what she said, but the delivery made me chuckle. It was something like, my suggestion is that you just go away and don't come back. I don't know how she said it, but it was kind of funny. She's, Stratton's good, man. She pulls off, like she's doing an over-the-top character but I think she's doing it and I'll say it again she's a future star for sure high spot um really brief interaction Carmelo Hayes talks to Tyler Bate kind of backstage Mello basically says that whatever Bate's path that he's on right now better not get anywhere near the NXT championship because that's Mello's kind of thing so I like it he always sounds great um and Bate just keeps on smiling I'm
1: gonna be playing as him on
0: the game rest told you're never gonna believe it the main event do you know what it was uh Wagner no Uh, Zion Quinn. It was a title match. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gender. Gender Breaker. Okay at best. I thought, honestly, Gender looked better than Braun somehow. The chemistry seemed off, and I thought it was a really basic, like 10 minute match with the expected outcome. It was uh, Braun retaining, countering the Colossus with the Spear. Like, just kind of okay. Whatever. It's there. Braun is not. He's had some matches I liked, but I'm kind of like seen one seen them all kind of deal which you might be able to say about a lot of people but i noticed it about him right um then we move into impact high spot the opening match it was a tag team match where uh mike bailey and gresham teamed up to take on motor city machine guns pretty much what you'd expect right fast crisp plenty of double team it was kind of like a story of the machine guns have all this double team stuff you didn't watch the pay-per-view
1: thing right i did not
0: yet okay i might watch it though Um, And they're more of a team, right? So they should have the advantage. And then lots of technical wrestling and striking from Bailey and Gresham. Um, So Lethal had a nice stalling suplex on Saban. Bailey hit a suplex while having um, the other person in a a death lock with his legs. So kind of adding pressure to that. We had Saban with a nice powerbomb of Bailey on top of Gresham. Um, So Gresham and Bailey looked great individually, but the more experienced team ended up winning with a nice cutter to Lethal followed by to Lethal to Gresham, <laughs> followed by their same, double same former team. Their double team finisher that I didn't catch the name of. Um excellent opening match that got a lot of time and the crowd was into it. High spot I like Perazzo had a quick little promo. She's mad at Giselle Shaw for taking credit for running Perazzo's best friend out of the company and just basically she's annoyed that um Giselle Shaw is proud of being like, yep, every team I'm in implodes kinda she's like the Kyrie Irving, not that you'll get that reference of uh women's tag teams she just sort of poisons them from within um it wasn't a groundbreaking promo but perazo is always believable and it kind of nudges that feud along rest hold dreamer squashes hotch in just over a minute because remember i don't know if you remember why would you there he and um bully ray are doing like a beat the clock challenge for forget what the stakes are even to be honest that's the how podcasting. much i care oh right to, to speak first on a podcast right Think right. is what, yeah, I think that's part of the page, Not this podcast. I wouldn't view. even want them on here. We could have had Darren Young, right? But we turned it <laughs> Fred down. Fred Rosser. Yeah. Um, well, I don't even want him anymore. He lost his title to Kenta. I like him, but I wasn't interested in interviewing any wrestlers, I tell you what. So I just feel bad for Hotch. I just think like you probably weren't planning on being a job guy in Impact, because Impact could use talent and fresh talent, but no.
1: Or uh, in a faction with Bully
0: Ray, kind of. Yeah, high spot. I there was a women's match I actually liked. It was ahead of the Hex Death Dolls match at No Surrender. You got Allison Kay, and Taya. Good physical match that again got a bunch of time right in the middle of this show. Um, a Marty Bell distraction leads to an AK-47 to Taya and Kay picks up the win. The finish was cheap. Didn't really add anything but it was a pretty <laughs> <AK>. <laughs> pretty good match overall the best i've seen taya look in a long time which is nice to say because we used to be a fan of hers and it's been kinda, yeah ever since the nxt run it's that been really pretty rough it, every, other than on the indies where she was i guess killing it right but on yeah, anything we watched she was not good um so i thought it was good high spot specifically i like yuya i think yuya yuimura is pretty cool and he partnered with kazarian to take on the design a decent oh, tag saw, match yeah the pay-per-view matches Kaz versus Khan. yes great eh wow skip that one probably wow yui Mura is really entertaining uh the crowd's really behind him um he was in for his team for a lot of this uh delivering and sort of having to take offense i thought he did both really well he had an entertaining flurry uh actually it was both teams near the end there and then diener abandoned sammy as a loyalty test apparently in a little segment later we learned all right and Sammy eventually taps to Kaz's chicken wing. High spot, Masha Slamovich. She'll always be a high Wait, spot. Wait, I thought it was just
1: Callahan now.
0: Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, Masha, there was a back and forth recorded segment with Masha and Mickey James ahead of their title match. And Masha continues to just speak Russian and just say badass stuff with no emotion. Really. um, I just think she's intimidating and awesome. And one of my favorite women's wrestlers right now. Maybe wrestlers in general. I think she's great. Really hope she wins. Don't feel like she's going to. Um, but we'll see. Uh, rest hold Bupinder Gujar then has to job to Bully Ray in less time than Dreamer. So it was 20 seconds. Basically, a distraction and an immediate ref distracted, chain shot by Bully Ray, and it's an instant win. Nice. Uh, still a waste of time. I, I don't know if there's somebody other than Gujar that could have done this because I kind of like Gujar too. Um, high spot, the main event. Did you hear what that was? A Monster's Ball. Oh, yeah. For X Division Championship. Yeah. I think the first time they said, maybe, that had been defended. In, anyways, could be wrong. Crazy Steve, who, again, is blind. legally blind. So, like, I don't understand. Like, obviously not 100% completely blind. But if you're blind enough to be legally blind, how are you doing this stuff you're doing? I would love to, like... I, I would, would interview him. I'd like to... See, yeah, I,
1: I would. Actually, I, that's a good point. I'm I would. I'm very curious. I would like to see, even for, like, one match, how...
0: I'd like to be able to see see that, what you he know? sees yeah. and be like how are you doing this stuff i would
1: ever since i found that out it just blows my mind
0: so i like this a lot better than a lot of or some monsters ball matches lately where it's just like a pretty standard weapons tables etc etc yeah it's pretty much just that like which except, this had two, except they have but... the
1: uh starve him in a room thing yeah which yes. doesn't actually like that's really not part of the match if no if i'm being honest
0: so lots of good spots. Trey got backdropped onto four chairs set up. He got slammed onto tacks. Steve got stomped onto tacks. Um, then they hit double clothesline and fell on the tacks. Uh, Trey Miguel gets a spike at one point And then, so it's kind of like, oh yeah, you get that. So crazy Steve got out the old Janice. You know Janice? Yeah. The board that uh, I have, the Abyss um, had.
1: Yeah, I have a figure accessory for that.
0: Oh, right. Um, Trey ends up getting DVD'd through a table. Sorry, Death Valley Driver, through a table <laughs> in the corner um steve maybe hits, dvds
1: uh, could have been in the dot combat match for the digital media championship
0: yeah steve comes off the second ropes and hits a sick looking destroyer onto a chair and some of the tacks are still there too uh trey miguel hits a roll of the dice from the apron through a board covered in barbed wire um and that's sort of the finish as he puts miguel or so he puts uh, crazy steve back in the ring and retains his title in a really physical bloodbath again of course, Crazy Steve is not winning this championship, but I didn't care. This match was really a lot of fun, really different from everything else on the show. Um, they worked their butts off and were just some of the, like, taking a backdrop onto four chairs set up, right? Like, that's a, you got to have a special kind of love of wrestling to do stuff and tax, as we always say. Tax. Right? Oh. So. Th-
1: if I was arrested, that would be my. They're big taxing both of their that.
0: backs. Steve's pulling them out of his hand at several points. I wouldn't like...
1: do that. I couldn't. I couldn't.
0: So, so, really good main event match. I was pretty happy with that. Um. So, what do you? That leaves us with SmackDown. I believe Smackville. I didn't see anything from SmackDown. Not... I usually don't catch anything. Remember until the random televised the house show week? they did right before my birthday in 2019? Right. Smackville. Yeah. Yes
1: um so there's a the sammy segment again with jimmy uso this time uh jay was in the crowd watching like he came out part way through to observe yeah. um it, like, sammy got distracted when he was talking to jimmy so then jimmy attacked him because jay was there obviously and then uh they kind of uh jimmy and sammy brawled he hit a huluva kick at the end uh and then out, so sammy kind of ran off um and like i don't know it's pretty good i only saw a bit of it because i i was limited to what wwe would put out Right. Um, But it was, like, I think it was, like, kind of like Jimmy was saying, um, like, family doesn't betray you or something. Because, like, obviously he's still, he's pissed at Sam and then Sam was kind of, like, saying family doesn't make you test your loyalty and prove your worth. Kind of, like, trying to break Jimmy, too. Like, kind of saying, like, not break him, but, like, saying, like, he also doesn't have to go down with the shit. The The bloodline's crumbling. But, like, I guess, like, if both. Finish your story. If both the the Usos (laughs) leave, then wouldn't it just be Roman falling? But I guess that's the point. Yeah. But um, I've. Personally I think it's more interesting if Jimmy stays with Roman. And then Jay drag things out even longer, right? And and yeah, and and also then Jay can get that solo run that yep. never really finished and also that puts some more differentiation on the Usos and I think it's more interesting if Jay is the one to split and not. It doesn't have to be both of them.
0: And you'd think they just want to squeeze every drop out of this too, right? Yeah. And while and it's still everyone's I mean, still the, enjoying the whole it. The only thing is
1: they are the twins, so it's like I don't know if you want to put them both together or if you want to like give this. And I think it adds more depth if you have a different. Like may, maybe Jimmy doesn't split. And that's just kind of an inter- That would be kind of an interesting thing, but yeah, I don't know anything else uh then also they've begun teasing mcintyre and gunther yes uh gunther um maybe the three of the seamus if that's that kind of pans out but uh mcintyre came to stare down gunther during uh there was like a six-man tag with imperium i think it was Mad Cat moss blue <laughs> stroman and ricochet so i don't i think they're starting to set that up and that'll be interesting i I don't know if Seamus is, is going to get involved or not because that was the rumor that but, will be um, we'll a see. physical battle because oh, yeah. neither man is be awesome. getting beaten,
0: right? It'll yeah. be similar to, like, Sheamus. It's still probably.
1: a drop down for McIntyre from the top of the card, but honestly, I think that's something kind of worthwhile. I think he still. fits in nicely there, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. no, I like
0: that. Walter's sort of giving that, uh, Gunther, sorry, some prestige to that belt again, Oh, him, yeah, right? I like that sure. I For sure.
1: I, I kind of want him to break the honky-tonk.
0: I'd rain. be fine. If that's still the rain, eh? Yeah. Wow. Talk like about a guy a, that was in all an era where, like, de- de-
1: demolitions right. runs been broken right. like obviously San Martino I don't think that can be touched but no. even that's getting close yeah. like um, with Roman so maybe uh, maybe Gunther does do it I think he should yeah he's because I don't think he can go I'm top of the cloud right he, now so I think that's the best thing he can glad do. glad he panned out man he actually has yeah because I, I I hated Gunther not at first like, not since Bianca Belair probably oh yeah Belair and him are probably the biggest success stories. Um, like, because even Gargano, other than was, like,
0: like obviously like Lynch and Charlotte and stuff, R-
1: Rollins even counts, yeah, and Rowan technically, but honestly, I count Rollins more because he actually won the title in NXT. And Roland, Liaki, Liaki forget. didn't do a whole lot, <laughs> no, he did so. not. uh,
0: all right, uh, any other high spots? That's no. usually all you get is two from Raw, that's I can't pretty, get pretty a lot. much what I hear, yeah, or from SmackDown. Sorry, yeah, okay. Um, did you want to do figuring or is there anything not really much? Not this week, we'll bring it back next week. All right, so we did all right. We were up over two hours, but we got it done. So again, uh, thanks for taking any time out of your week to listen to us talk about this. We'll be back next week. I might take a quick look at, what is it, No Surrender? I think so. I might just throw that into High Spots and Rest Holds if there's anything really good if I end up watching it. But we'll definitely be back here for episode 137 next Saturday. So come on back, bring some extra people if you can. And until then, take care.